Hello everyone out there and welcome to another episode of The Midnight Train. On this episode, we're going to be talking about our top five mental breakdown piss your pants films. Stay tuned. Welcome to The Midnight Train. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. All aboard! All right, hello, hello out there, everybody. Um, this is another episode of the Midnight Train podcast. Jeff, how are you today, sir? Hello there. I am. Uh, I'm not sharp today. I'm a little hungover, so I'm gonna do my best here to uh, sort through my thoughts in my mind as I'm hurting in pain, mentally and physically. So you are. Um, you're hungover. Yeah. 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 And uh, what'd you do last night in order to uh, inflict that kind of damage on your body? I went out and had a good time with some people and uh, drank a lot like I used to, but <laughs> I didn't heal like I used to. So well, that's called old age. Yeah, and it slowly creeps on you because back in the day we could drink a ton and wake up the next day and drink and do another it again. Ton. Yeah, right. Now it literally takes me three days to recover. So. I try not to get myself to that point very often, you know, yeah. but I'm glad to see you did and uh, welcome today, buddy. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. So uh, today, uh, what are we talking about, Jeff? Well, we're going to go over top five movies that either scared the living crap out of us, mentally affected us, or just kind of something you could relate to in your life or maybe not relate to. And then you start playing the mind games where you picture it being you and what you would do in that situation. All right, right, right. So just movies that totally messed us up, basically. Right, and I'm sure what's good about what's cool about this topic is, and I'm sure we'll we're gonna dive in on you know specific movies later on in other um, episodes and whatnot. But I think what's really cool about doing it this way is that we we literally we, we you know everybody has even if you're not a movie fan, everybody has that one movie that's just totally like, dude, I can't watch that or. You know, I love that movie, but it makes me feel like this, you know? Right. And I think that, I mean, that's where we're going with these ones, right? Yeah. So, spoiler alert first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is very true. Very, very big spoiler alert. If you've uh, never seen any of these movies, first of all, you are an absolute just, I don't know what's wrong with you and get out from underneath that rock you're living under. But second, yeah, we might have a couple spoilers in here for you, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go see the movies. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, the majority of these movies are pretty old. So you, I mean, if you haven't seen them by now, I'm no offense or anything, but sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but anyway, so yeah, spoiler alert. So we're going to go through these movies and we're going to kind of dissect them a little bit. And we're going to talk about what about these movies screwed us up. And then we're going to kind of gauge what each other's opinion is of each one of our five movies. Right? Now, John, this doesn't have to be scary movies, right? This, right. this is, this can be anything. Absolutely. In fact, I in, in my top five list here, I've got, I only have three out of my five that are actual horror movies. Two of them are, 
Well, one's a drama and one's actually a, well, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll yeah, get into yeah. it. In fact, in fact, my first movie, um, it's actually, it's a movie um, from 1983 called Uncommon Valor. Okay. Yeah. And now this is the one you said you haven't seen. I've never seen Correct. it. Correct. All right. Uh, which you're going to have to, because now again, 1983, I was six years old. Right. Right. Is that, is that math? No, I was seven years old. <laughs> did you drink last night and have a hangover? Too? I, I don't have a hangover, but I did drink last night. In okay. fact, I'm drinking right now. But um, so yeah. So the the whole premise of this movie is that uh, so Gene Hackman's in this thing. All right, and Gene Hackman is awesome. You know, awesome actor. Um, he's older. If you guys aren't familiar with him, so anyway, he's uh, his his son is actually a prisoner of war. Or at least he believes he's a prisoner of war. Like Vietnam era. Yes, Vietnam. Okay, right. So they basically, he wants to get a group of dudes because like the government's not helping him out or anything. So he wants to get a bunch of, you know, mercs, kind of like the A-team, you know, but before the, in fact, it might've been around when the A-team actually. 83, yeah. Yeah, anyway. So he ends up um, recruiting a bunch of dudes and then this uh, this wealthy dude, which is um, Robert Stack. I don't know if you're familiar with him. If you saw him, you know who it is. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He actually funds this thing. Okay. And he goes, they go over to where they are in the jungles of Laos. I think, oh. that, I think that's how you pronounce it. Laos. 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 Yeah. Laos. <laughs> it sounds it's good Laos. to me. It's Laos. Um, so they go over there and they're basically, because uh, I guess this rich guy, um, he, Robert Stack, his son is also missing. So he's like, listen, I will pay for this to happen if you'll go over and look for my kid too. Okay. Okay. So this is... Uh, like a platoon of these younger kids that got yeah. taken, I guess? Uh, uh, well, yeah, I would assume so. Um, I okay. mean, yeah, that's that's what it was. It was basically these guys that went over. They were soldiers. Now, the guys that are going over there are their soldiers too, but they're like, you know, the Barney badasses of soldiers. They're complete mercs and whatever. And so, now the movie's great. Um, it's got a great storyline to it. It's totally, you know, when Rambo came out and those whole kind of like just shoot them up Vietnam flicks, you know, where everybody was coming out like because Vietnam was over. And it's like... Well, let's just kill them all, you right, know? Right. So it was great. But when you're seven years old and you're sitting here and you're watching this movie and <laughs> you see these guys killing each other. Now, back in the day, in our day, we saw those movies and we didn't get affected by the violence. We were like, eh, let's go out and play guns with our friends. And that was about it. Right. Right. Where nowadays it's like everyone's so sensitive and you can't play that video game, you know? Yeah. Don't watch Barney. Um, <laughs> our our guns didn't have red tips on them. No, our guns did not have red tips on them. And and I I never shot one of my friends. I did. Literally? Multiple times. You shot. <laughs> As Brian Hanselak. Oh, you probably did. Just BB guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so they go over and you know all this stuff's happening and they finally figure out that the that the sun's there and they're going to go in and they're going to rescue him. Okay. Well, here I am following this movie and there was a guy um his name is Randall Text, those are quotes. Uh, Cobb. And uh, he is, uh, I'm trying to remember if you, if, or a movie you could remember him in. Um, do you remember Golden Child? Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Do you remember where he was in? Uh, he went to the, the big thing to go get the kid back, and there was the guy that ended up becoming friends with him because he got touched by the kid. Vaguely. Oh, anyway, so Randall Tex <laughs> Cobb is this guy, and um, I believe his name is Sailor in the movie. And he's totally like this, you know, just bad dude. But he's like a real softy at the same time. Okay. And you start, at least for me, at seven years old. Or maybe, maybe he reminded me of my dad. I don't know. But there's a part in the movie, and here's the spoiler alert, where he 
is basically shot up and they're kind of stuck and they don't know what to do. So he takes two grenades and he jumps off this tower and he blows up everybody, including himself. Wow. I'm seven years old. I'm really into watching this movie. This guy, I ran to the bathroom and cried like I had just lost my dog, dude. Really? I swear. I swear that happened to me. And it's one of those movies that I never, ever forgot. It's just a fantastic movie. And I can't remember the last time I saw it, to be honest with you. It was it was just, you know, for seven years old and, and you know, not having the greatest childhood right. in the world. Yeah, I don't know. There was just something about the movie that really attached to me. And watching this guy, like, kind of give himself up for his friends. And he was, like, fearless. And, you know. Right. There was something about that that just totally knocked me back. So for that time back in 83, that was probably something newer that hadn't been done in film where you have this kind of uh, epic scene of a guy basically sacrificing himself. Now, did it have gore or was it gory? Was it detailed or um, was it kind of like one of those things where like he jumps and it doesn't show it, but you know yeah, it happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was before all that stuff was happening, dude. I mean, <clears throat> okay. I mean, if you think about movies back then being gory, the right. gore back then was more suspense, you right. know, like, I mean, look at the way that things have changed from, you know, Alfred Hitchcock, where they didn't even show anything. It yeah. was everything always off screen or whatever to now where you can literally watch somebody's head explode. Yeah. I mean, well, it went from mental to, to, to visual, to visual. You're right. Right. Because everyone's so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beep. That's a flat line. It's that's people. Anyway, watch your kids, folks. Um. So anyway, you've never seen that movie. Never seen it. All right. Um, you have to watch it now. So, okay. So I'm trying to picture this in my head. Okay. They build this character up, I'm assuming, from the beginning, right? Right. And he's kind of like a B character. So he's like Barney, bad guy, right? Right. Tough guy. Right. But then he has that soft side to him. So you kind of like, oh, like this guy's cool. Like he's. Right. He's a friendly. You look at some big brother type of right. Character. You see someone is like, oh wow, you know, this guy really does have a heart, and you end up watching him, and then all of a sudden this scene comes, and you're like, what happened? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I can I can remember seven years old running into my bed my bathroom and crying like a girl. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and no offense to you ladies out there, but I was crying like a how about a baby girl? Does that does that help you guys out better? <laughs> I was crying like a baby girl. So anyway, you have to watch the movie. It's fantastic. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. All right, so my first movie, um, it's not necessarily a scary movie. It's more of a, uh, a mind F, right? I, I felt it makes you think a lot about a lot of things, okay? Okay. So I'll kind of break it down. So it's called Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was made in 2014, all right? It stars Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. And basically what the movie is about is it's kind of geared into the future, but not too far into the future. And there's a drought and famine here on Earth. So all the crops are turning to dust. They can't yield any produce and food is running scarce. So NASA decides to to start this mission and repopulate another planet. Okay. So the whole story is basically based around Matthew McConaughey's character and what he does is he basically flies with NASA to the new planet to repopulate it okay so what happens is basically Matthew McConaughey's character gets kind of conned into going on this mission he he was one of the best pilots that NASA ever had and he retired he wanted to start a farm and you know get out of the game so to speak so they end up like kind of in a twist, they con him into going to flying to pilot the ship with uh, with the crew on it. 
and they end up going into space and they run into black holes. Giggity. And that's where it brings in it brings in all kinds of twists of, you know, what is a black hole? Is there it's a fourth dimension or you're leaving the third dimension, but there's a fourth dimension. The fourth dimension has to do with time and time travel. So the theory is that if you enter a black hole, time does not basically exist. So basically what they're doing is they're they're getting into this black hole or wormhole, whatever you want to call it. And according to science, and I'm assuming this is pretty true from the theories that I've researched and seen, but with gravitational pull, the time difference between Earth and said planet nearest to that black hole is a huge, huge gap difference. Okay. So, like, for instance, the first planet they go to, 10 minutes on this new planet is seven years on Earth. Okay. Okay. And that has to do with the gravitational pull of time being so close to that black hole. Okay. So what happens essentially is they go down to this planet to see if it's inhabitable, you know, for the new colony. And everything that can go wrong goes wrong in this movie, basically, all the time. So they end up spending more time than they wanted to. They get back up to the ship finally. And the guy that waited on the ship is all like gray beard and old. And here, 25 years went by in like a matter of 15 minutes. Damn. Which is crazy. Right. So <clears throat> what I, what really threw me off about it is the fact that something like that could happen. And you imagine what this guy's going through. Now, he has kids back at home, okay? Right. And when he left, they were little. And they would send satellite feed images and videos up to the ship. So he that's the first thing that pops in his mind when he gets back to the ship. And they realize that, oh, God, it's been 25 years on Earth, right? Right. So his kids are grown up now. Right. So then it shows him and he's going through all these different videos watching his kids grow up and it was literally only like 15 minutes, you know? So it's kind of like one of those like, wow, like if that could really happen, that's crazy, you know? So it goes on and on and like they keep, they keep running into trouble. They keep running into all these, these different issues and time keeps going further and further. People on earth are getting older and older. And what I liked about it the most was at the very end, it kind of, answers itself to where all these crazy things that happened throughout the movie was actually because of them because of the difference in time so that fourth dimension connected all of them together and i didn't understand it at first i had to watch it i think two or three times you sure you weren't hitting on some of the you know old man swift's weed on this one you know because i mean i'm just saying like no sounds a little bit so i mean it so basically you it was the whole realization of what this guy was going through and quite possibly that it could actually exist. Yeah, I guess. I got you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess the whole thought behind of a black hole theory of, of time travel like that in like a fourth dimension where like, you know, odd things happen to you. They say, you know, karma happens for a reason and everything happens for a reason. You know, like weird things happen. And sometimes I think it's like, you know what? What if that's like an alternate dimension and that's somebody trying to reach us or reach you? And that's kind of what the movie portrays right. in a nutshell. Right. Okay. So that messed me up for a while because okay. something weird would happen, you know, like a, a book would fall off the table. I'd be like, okay, somebody's trying to contact me or tell me something from a different dimension. <laughs> like it really messed with me for a long time, you know? And then that's... I started thinking, and then I would fall down like the YouTube rabbit hole. I would sit there for three hours watching all these science videos on on black holes and and time and gravitation and all this stuff and it just, it really messed me up for a while. It really did. That's crazy. It made me think, and, and to this day, when something really odd happens, you know, 
something out of the blue that just doesn't make any sense, I always think of that first. I'm like, that's this is interstellar. This is somebody from a di- another dimension trying to signal me or tell me something. Okay. All right. Now, now, now see, I have seen that one. And, of course, I want us to kind of debate on these. I want sure. us to kind of, like, give each other's opinions of whether we like them or whether we don't, whatever it is. Um, so I have seen that one. And to be honest with you, confused the absolute hell out of me. Now, only the end of it confused the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, spoiler alert, but when he's behind the bookshelf or whatever it is. Right. And, like, he's little, but everyone else is big. And it's like, dude, I'm like, it just felt like they were trying so hard. And then what, what really bothers me about the movie, and please don't take offense to this, because not, I'm not talking about you, because you've yeah. never once seemed like a you weren't trying to be a pretentious jerk about it but most people that love the movie are so like well you just didn't get it you know what i mean that's what that's what they say to you you're like ah man i wasn't into that movie it wasn't really like i thought it was what no it's because you didn't get it (laughs) oh really is it (laughs) there is there is it took me like i said three times and a lot of like youtube and to figure it out maybe i should watch it again well the whole thing to answer your question about the uh the bookshelf thing so those were ribbons in time okay that's why when he started falling into that dimension, right, he had all those memories and instances of time of his daughter being in that room and him being in that room with his daughter. And that was the way he communicated her to her to tell himself not to go. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like and I said, then, I, I'm going to have to go back and kind of like yeah. capture that whole thing again yeah. because, I mean, man, my first time watching it, I got done and I just looked over and I'm pretty sure I watched it with my wife and I just looked at her and I was like, what in the hell was that? That's, you know I mean? that's a reaction from a lot but, of people. But I will say, though, that's how I initially felt about Donnie Darko. And it took me a couple times to get that. And now it's considered one of my absolute favorite movies. Yeah. It's almost the same thing as Donnie Darko. Just that whole space-time wise. continuum and, like, you know, wormholes. Alternate dimensions. And, yeah. and... Well, it makes sense, though. So so that was that's your number one, huh? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of movies. I have, like, I have five here. But there's been a lot of movies in my life. But that one, for whatever reason, like I said, something weird happens. And I instantly go to that place. Like, it's engraved in my brain that something is in another dimension trying to signal something to me or hey man listen. warn me or something you know look i was crying about a dude that blew himself up so <laughs> i'm never i'm not judging in any way shape or form so yeah right you guys so far we've talked about uncommon valor and we've talked about interstellar so make sure you guys check both of those out now my next one that i want to discuss here is uh it's it's kind of uh this is probably a lot of people's and the only reason I say that is is because, one, I mean, it's a great movie. Two, it's scary as hell. And three, when I saw it, I, all right, so the movie came out in 1980. I was born in 76. I saw it on HBO. So I'm going to assume that it was probably like 81, 82. Okay. So that leaves me at right around five or six years old. Well, that's the perfect age for this movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Right, right, right. So... Just a uh, kind of set the uh, atmosphere and the idea behind this one. Um, so I'm five or six years old. My mom and my stepfather decide to leave me at home. <laughs> now remember, this is back in the early 80s, folks, so you could kind of get away with that stuff. But leave me at home, and, you know, I'd be, he'll, he'll be okay. Put him in front of the TV. Yeah. All right, cool. TV will babysit him. Yeah, TV will babysit him. So apparently they didn't realize that I knew how to work the, the clicker. Because <laughs> back then it was a clicker. Because yeah. it literally went click, click, click every time. So 
Next thing you know, I turn on, and lo and behold, on HBO, Friday the 13th shows up. The original Friday the 13th. All right, so I'm watching this movie. I'm in my house in, I want to say either Cleveland or Lakewood at this time. Okay. By myself. I'm six, maybe. I, I'm, I, it, I, no, it had to have been like five or six because I remember the house. So anyway, I'm young. I'm young. It's on HBO, and I'm watching this. And I am scared out of my mind, but I wasn't so scared that I was like, oh, I'm not going to watch this. I watched it. I watched it. You forced it. yourself. I forced myself. Like, I have to see what happens. And that pretty much stemmed and created my love for the horror genre. But what messed me up about that movie, obviously, if you haven't seen Friday the 13th, the original, not the remake. I hate remakes. I'll be the first one to say I haven't seen a remake yet that I'm like, oh, that's way better than the original. Not, It's not going to happen. What about sequels? Because isn't there like 10 of those movies? There's a lot of sequels, and a lot of those are bad, but they're good just because they're bad. You know what I mean? Jason in Space. J- okay, let's not even. <laughs> that movie should never have been made. That was Jason X because yeah. it was the 10th one. <laughs> horrible, horrible, horrible. But what's cool about this movie, and, and in hindsight, so this movie started off Jason, um, no, um, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon's career, because he was actually in this movie. And he, he was in that? Yeah. It was his first movie. Was he first one of the counselors? Major. He was one of the counselors, okay. and he gets shivved. Done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Done. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, gone. But next thing you know, becomes this huge you know, uh, movie star. But what I loved about the movie, and obviously, you know, this is all about spoilers here, so I apologize if you've never seen this one. And if you haven't, again, get out from underneath that rock. But A, it turns out that it's not... Jason Voorhees, this murderer or whatever, it's his mother. Okay? Well, I have had, have a horrible relationship with my mother. Right. (laughs) And she loved her boy so much, and he drowned in Camp Crystal Lake and whatever it was. But there was like this weird, she killed for him kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, my mom's going to kill. You know? Dude, it was weird. And I had, I had, I can't even say they were nightmares. They were like, Lucid dreams. Okay. And it was so weird like about a daydream? These. Yeah, but like I it was like I was sleeping, but it was like way more cognitive than mm-hmm. a an actual dream was. I was way more alert and th- everything seemed way more normal. It felt like I was awake in these dreams. Okay. But the bottom line is at the end of that movie where she's out there on that canoe and all of a sudden this ugly ass little drowned boy jumped up out of the water. <laughs> Dude, I probably didn't sleep for about a month, man. <laughs> but that movie messed me up. Now, was it Jason Voorhees? Like the whole ski masking? Is that what messed you up? Or was it like the mom aspect? Or was it just like the whole general story of being at a camp? And in the dark, and I think the way that they they came across that movie, and obviously in the eighties, man, it was all about slasher films. Right, it was slasher. There was TNA, and there was just you know gore, and you know, but it wasn't like gory, gory. Like right. someone got stabbed, and you might see a little bit of blood trickle down, but it's not like now where people explode. <laughs> right, you know. So I think to me, one finding out that it wasn't an actual like it, it was the mother killing everybody. That kind of messed me up because, again, not a great relationship with my mother. Right, right. <laughs> so when you find out that it's her killing everyone, and then she gets her head chopped off. Again, sorry for the spoilers, folks. But if you haven't seen that movie, <laughs> then yeah, for real, you've got it. You got to watch that movie. Um, don't watch the 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 remake. I'm I'm sorry. And again, 
we're talking about remakes. But anyway, yeah. that happens, and then all of a sudden she wakes up. She's in a hospital. She's okay. This young girl who made it through it or whatever, and then she decides to go out, and we don't know if it's a dream or not, but all of a sudden she's out there, and she's rowing along, and then all of a sudden, slow motion, he jumps up and takes her under. I was just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it, it screwed me up. Right on. Okay, well, did you have a weird uh, relationship with your mom after that because of that? I mean, I know. I, know I mean, you, I had one before right, that, but I mean, like, did you look at her differently? Like when she came home, were you like, oh, "I was probably are you killing people." I was probably more afraid of her okay. than, yeah. Like, oh yeah, hey yeah, you're kind of mean, but now I know you might just kill somebody. So you know what I mean, like. Right. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was just a like again though, and I still I watch that I was movie. Say, can you watch it now? I watch it now, and when I watch it now, obviously I'm you know I'm grown up now. Right. I'm, I'm more mature, so they say. <laughs> as I'm making fart jokes yeah. over here. <laughs> um. But I watch it now, and I see, I can see why something like that could mess somebody up, especially being that immature and naive. Right. So I can watch that movie and go, man, I would never allow my daughter to watch that. You know what I mean? And now she's obsessed with horror. Right. But she won't watch it during at nighttime. She only wants to watch it during the day. So I let her watch, you know, things like Shaun of the Dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I let her watch that. That's movie. fine. And it's a great movie. It's kind of lighthearted. It's kind of funny. Yeah, there's some spots I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they drop an F-bomb every now and then. I'm like, ah, you know, father of the year over here. <laughs> but I would never have allowed, and not saying they allowed me to do that. But, well, they allowed me to stay home by myself at, you know, six years old. Yeah, well, that was a different time. Right. It was a different time. So, yeah, I think that sitting back and watching it now, I still enjoy the movie. I still enjoy the entire franchise, except for 10. I could probably even still watch 10, to be honest with you. I think they should have left it at the first one. Yeah. And just left it at that. Well, it was cool, though, because the second one was great. The third one was awesome. I even liked the fourth one. The fifth one, fifth one's where it got real wonky. That was the one with Corey Feldman in it. Oh, God. And and then it started getting real weird from there, where, like, I think it was, like, this, ah, maybe it was the it might have been the fifth or sixth one where it wasn't Jason. It was this uh, paramedic that was going around killing people. I, I don't know. And why they kept opening up Camp Crystal Lake, I have no idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all these people died. 300 murders yeah. over all the years. Yeah, let's, 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 let's open it back up. Let's close this place the down now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Friday the 13th for me. Nice. I, like, I did like uh, Jason versus Freddy. Yeah, that was I great. I thought that was very well done. I thought and it was usually great. Usually I don't like that kind of thing, but... It was it was really good. Well, they had Robert England in there as yeah. Freddy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that dude is just he's so iconic that it, I mean I wish to God he could continue playing Freddy for because even the CGI him. Well, I wish or hologram well, him. Did you see the new Nightmare on Elm Street with the little guy? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's not even close. No. It's not even close. He doesn't have that charisma that Robert England yeah. did. You know. So all right, enough talk about. You know, Friday the 13th there. <laughs> so, Jeff, what's your uh, your next one that you want to talk about? Okay, uh, it's a movie called Fire in the Sky, okay? And it's supposedly a true story, and it came out in 93. And the weird thing is, is, like, when this movie came out, a lot of people were talking about it and talking about it. And then the the actual people that it was based on ended up going on, like, Oprah and Phil Don. Remember Phil Don? Phil Donahue. The old silver yeah, guy, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, they'd throw the chairs at each other on stage <laughs> and stuff. He was, like, the original Jerry Springer, Right, basically. right. Oh, yeah. And, like, they went on all these talk shows, and I didn't see the movie for a while, and I was watching the talk shows. I happened to catch them, and I thought it was a really interesting story. So then I, wa I finally watched the movie, and 
it gave me the heebie-jeebies for, God, at least three years of my life. Every time I would see something in the sky, I'd be like, <gasps> and run. Okay, so for, so for people out there, again, who have not seen this movie, A, spoiler alert, but B, what what's the movie about? Because I, I, I've seen this movie, and I, I actually really enjoy this one a lot. Um, I'm not the believer right as as some people and you know as you may be or whatever but i thought the movie was um really well put together i thought it was a cool concept and then when you realize that this was based on true facts you're kind of like oh man yeah yeah so so what was the movie about okay so it's like based in arizona and uh it's a bunch of uh what you call them lumberjacks tree loggers okay and these guys are kind of like roughneck guys driving in a beat up old pickup truck with chainsaws and they go out all day long chop down trees Go back home, <laughs> rinse and repeat. So these guys are kind of like rough edge dudes to begin with. You know what I mean? They're they're drinking in the bar at night and then they're going to work the next day all day long, cutting down trees, yada yada. Manly men, right? So what happens is one night they're driving home and it's at night and they're going down this mountainside and they see this light in the woods, right? And it almost looks like the sun, like a certain section of the sun inside of the woods in the trees. And they're all like, "Well, what is that? What is that?" So they drive their pickup truck and they go to see what it is. And here it's a big orb in the sky, which is basically a UFO. It looks like a UFO, right? The one guy gets out of the truck because he's like the curious guy. Like, oh, you know, he wasn't a believer. Because who doesn't get out of a truck when you see something like that in the sky? I mean, obviously. Right. So he goes and he stands directly underneath this UFO and he's looking at it. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this giant beam of light comes down and it paralyzes him and lifts him like three feet off the ground. And he's sitting there floating. And next thing you know, he's gone. And the guys don't even wait because they freak out. They take off in the truck and they just basically leave. Oh, man, I'd have been gone before that happened. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'd have been gone. The second we saw that, I'd be like, see you guys. Right. So they're all freaked out. They get back into town. They go to the bar and they're like, okay, we're not going to say anything to anybody. You know, they don't know how to explain this, yada, yada. Five days go by. And here the local sheriff and the, and the police department think that these guys murdered him because he didn't come back and their story didn't make any sense, right? So it's basically like five days of these guys going through this misery of like lie detectors and being interrogated over and over. Now, did they, did they um, when they were asked, did they say, no, this is what happened? Were, were they saying that or were they making like a, a fake story at the time? Because, so, I mean, all those, I don't remember completely the entire Yeah, so movie. They, they made a, a pact, basically. And they thought, they knew that everybody would think they were crazy if they said, you know, was, there was an orb, a UFO, he got sucked up in the beam. They just knew, right? So, they, I think they made up a story that he got lost, like he never made it back to the truck, is essentially what it is. Okay. So then they, they send out uh, search teams and whatnot, and they can't find this guy, and it goes on. And then they, basically they just presume he's dead, right? Okay. Because so much time goes by. Well, then, out of nowhere, the one main guy who is the boss gets a phone call. And here it's this guy, Travis, that got abducted, and he's at a payphone, naked, shivering cold in the rain, and not making any sense. So, so the guy who got taken is now back. Correct. Okay. So they're freaking out. They're like, oh my God, it's Travis. So they go and pick him up and he is just a wreck, like an absolute wreck. Well, I mean, if you were just going through something like that, that he believes he went through, of course you're going to be a wreck, right? right? I mean, because don't they do like probing and stuff? I don't know. Well, so that's the thing. So then like from, from that point of the movie on, he has all these flashbacks of what happened when he was on the ship and it kind of puts it together in like almost like a, a sporadic montage where it shows one scene where the aliens are dragging him to a table 
and they put this like film over him so he can't move basically like a vacuum suction. So these are all things blanket. that he's like recollecting. He's recollecting. Yeah. Okay. And, and then it shows like this needle go into his eye. They like pry his eye open and they fill his mouth full of all this weird stuff and basically like torture this guy doing all these weird, crazy tests. What if that's just how they say hello? It could be. I mean, if they're from another planet, maybe they're like, hey, we just want to play with you, you know? <laughs> it could, it could know. be. You know, so... So in saying this, though, and, and I'm sorry, I, I threw you off on that one, but um, I think what's amazing, though, is that it was the T-1000 that was played the role of Travis in that, Robert right? Patrick. Robert Patrick. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who is, and a lot of people don't know this, he's the brother of... Richard Patrick. Richard Patrick, the singer and songwriter from Filter. Yep. Who is actually from the Cleveland area. Bay Village. Yeah. People yeah. don't know that very often. Sorry. So anyway, he comes back, yeah. he's having these retro yeah, whatever and it's things. Like, it's like things that are happening in life now, so like... Um, one scene is where he's standing at a table and a glass of water falls and it falls like on him and then all of a sudden boom he's back on the ship because he feels that liquid that the aliens are putting on him so it's like things that are happening in normal life are triggering his flashbacks the memories and stuff okay right so it goes on and on about it and basically at the end you just kind of you're kind of left with and like they said it's a true story so you're kind of left at the end like wow like the detail for somebody to even make up that story, the details and the way it went down and how it went down. And he he is, he seemed to believe yeah. every bit of it though. It wasn't like he was like pretending or they did acting. Po- they did polygraphs, right? So he he legitimately believes that this happened to him. Yeah, right. That's insane, and that messed me up. So now, like after watching that, you know, like I I, I just you get in that mental image in your head of like you're driving in the woods and you see this light, you know, and. What if aliens are real? You know, you, you well, never I mean, know. listen, and I'm what not, if that's what they do? You know, this guy supposedly this happened to him, and they have all these details and recollections of it. Absolutely, and I'm the I'm one of those people that's like, I'm. We talked about this on the on the last podcast. I believe in show me the facts, show me the science, show me reality, and then I'll believe it. Right now, if you look at science, there is no reason that they cannot exist. You know what I mean? Do I believe they've made it here yet? Not necessarily. You know, we have a friend, a mutual friend, and um, and Moody, if you're listening to this, and if you ever want to get into a re, just a a, a brain tiring discussion, <laughs> just talk to him about his belief in uh, in 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 aliens and how is he like the they built the pyramids? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, but yeah. even but way deeper, dude. Like okay. I can't deal with. Him. We should interview him. We uh, I would we love should, to do. We that. should definitely do that. But it's gonna. I'm telling you right now, your brain's gonna hurt. <laughs> Because I'm not even joking. We went on it. So we're in a group message thing or whatever. And yeah. I, I don't know. In, I don't think you were involved in this one. But it was all day of me going back and forth going, I don't believe that's right. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess I kind of like to antagonize people. But I don't. Right. I'm not going to sit here and say that they don't exist ever. I will never do that because it, you can't prove to me that they don't exist. You know right. what I mean? But then again, these people that are out there, I just think it's kind of odd how typically it's, you know, you know, the farmer out in Podunk nowhere that was like, it took my cow. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. But again, like uh, what's great about this individual movie that you picked, um, Fire in the Sky is what it's called, um, with, uh, what's his name again? Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. What's great about that movie is that 
considering that it is a legit thing, and he's still holding on to his story to this day. Yeah. There are podcasts out there you can listen to. One of my favorite podcasts is called The Generation Y. I'm in no way affiliated with them, so if you guys want to you know, talk to them or listen to them or whatever it is, check out their um, their um, episode on Travis. What is his last name? Um, I, I know his first Walton. name. Walton. Travis Walton. Yeah, yeah. Check out that podcast or that episode about him because it's actually really – like detailed, and they go really in depth with it. Well, here's my thing. This story took place in 1975, right? For back then, I mean, obviously, there's been UFO stuff since Roswell, since the 50s. I mean, there, right. it's been forever, right? Right. But in 75, for those five guys to come up with that elaborate and detailed story. And to work it out to have that guy be missing. Let's we're assuming that this is fake, right? Right. To have him be missing and not seen by anybody for five days, and then he comes back with these odd scars and like almost like tattoos, right? And he's saying all this stuff, flashbacking from all this stuff. It's to me that is extremely elaborate and detail for it to be fake. And if it is fake kudos to whoever came up with that because that's an imagination yeah and not only that too but it's it's i mean the guy again uh reiterating what i said a minute ago here he he's still sticking to that story like the guy hasn't swayed from what he said uh there's another um another podcast uh and i'm trying to think which one it is right now at the top of my head and i want to say it's lore i'm a huge podcast listener and i support all the podcasts i can if it entertains me i'm into it and I want to say that it was Lore that touched on this couple that got, um, quote-unquote, abducted. All right? And this is back in, like, the 50s. And it was a biracial couple, which is, you know, back then was very, like, oh, man. Well, they had separate stories but were or, – or, or the same story but were found in separate locations kind of thing where they both saw these things happening. And, like, their their recollections and their details of this entire thing had never – swayed i mean it's it's crazy to me that you know it's it's it it can possibly happen and maybe it has happened i've never firsthand although again last episode i talked about those lights in the sky out there which could be and i'm i'm always going to be a realist it could be anything but it could also be something else but to me if it was something else then why is nobody else doing anything about this the government of course is not, you know, they're not coming down with men in black and going, can you look into this pen real quick? <laughs> you know? What was the movie um, with Mila, um, the girl from Resident Evil? Mia Jovovich. Where I didn't see it. I saw previews of it. I always wanted to watch it. Oh, I, I can't never remember did. off the top of my head and right now. And they're recording these instances where they're abducted. And it was based on a true story. Yeah. Right? But then, like, somebody told me that they saw it, and at the very end, they had the actual videos. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it I was like the movie. just a freaky. I really want to watch it because I and I and I know what movie you're talking about, and I can't remember off the top of my head. This is why we need Riley here. Riley should be researching <laughs> this right now. Riley, you're not even hired yet, and you're fired. Nah, he's he's busy. But no, I know but what movie was you're all talking about, like about. Abductions and like uh, the psychological part of it, where you know they were kind of reliving everything that had happened. Right. No, and it, it was a it was a pretty crazy movie they tried to make like a firsthand the fourth kind the fourth kind that's it yes see yeah you, you i, I want to researcher jeff i want to put that on the radar to watch because i've always heard really good things about it and i heard that like the oh, it's got a horrible score <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, well because it's it's but, it's it's another alien movie yeah. is all it is and so people go 
all right, this is totally bunk. You know what I mean? Right. Like, unless you're coming out with, you know, something new and fantastic, people have seen it, you know? Exactly. You can't really make an alien movie unless you're making, and it, well, no, even the Aliens franchise sucked after a while. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like, hey, they just can't make good ones. So, yeah. yeah. So, no, I, I, I highly suggest watching it. Just, you know, turn off your lights, right. watch it, even if it's for the shock factor, you know? So, we've covered black holes, <laughs> hockey players in camps. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We've covered aliens. Yeah. And we've uncovered or we've covered mercenary uh grenaders, suicide grenaders, right? <laughs> he did it to help his squad. <laughs> Stop it. All right, All right. So my next movie that I'd like to talk about here, and I'm gonna kind of like bounce off my list here. I was gonna bring up another one, but that's two horror movies in a row. This one's actually not really a horror movie. It's more of a uh, more of a drama. And um this movie's fantastic. Um, it's called Eight Millimeter. Okay, now this is a dark, dark movie, dude. Um, it, Nicolas Cage is basically. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting for me to just say I his name. Yeah, I was like, say it, say it, say it. So Nicolas Cage was. Uh, he, he he is in this movie. He is a private detective, and uh, he gets called into these uh, wealthy people's home. And uh, apparently the, the wealthy guy, the, the, the older gentleman, he passed away. Well, the wife of said guy finds a snuff film in his safe. Now, explain what a snuff film is. So a snuff film is, is supposed to, all right, first of all, it's supposed to be another piece of lore that say, you know, everyone says doesn't actually exist. But I mean, honestly, with something as... With something like this, I believe it, it does somewhere, not saying that it should in any the way. Dark web. Right. I'm sure out there someplace. In fact, I in fact I've ac- I've actually heard of and heard actual footage of uh, but never actually physically watched. Um because again, you know, you, the podcast I listen to. So anyway, mm-hmm. a snuff film is basically where somebody is being tortured, uh, possibly raped and murdered on film. And then they take that and they either sell it or keep it or whatever the case may be. But you're basically video recording a absolute heinous act on on film. So her husband had one. And she's like, listen, I need you to find out if this is real. She's like, I can't tell if it's real. And she's old. She's like in a wheelchair and stuff. You know what I mean? She's like, I just don't know if it's real. You know? And uh, not, to, not to negate the movie. Sorry, that was my imitation of an old Is that when she took the heart yeah. of the ocean and threw yeah. it off the back of the boat? <laughs> Near, far, snow films for all. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so no, so, so he goes, okay, I'm going to do this, you know. And so he ends up tracing a bunch of leads and trying to find this, th- and that, and the other thing. And uh, obviously he goes out, and I, I, I want to say he went to L.A., and this is where he starts finding these like amateur porn guys and going to the the, the the underground, the underground, the dark web. But I guess it wouldn't be called that. It'd be like the black black market, black market yeah. of porn and stuff. So he goes out to this thing and he starts finding some really just horrible stuff. Now, is he a detective, right? Yes. Okay. He's so a private she, detective. A private yeah. that she hired. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, she hired him because, you know, he's like a private detective or whatever. And this is what he does. Now, in the meantime, he's married. He's got a wife. Um, he smokes 
and she doesn't like it, so he hides it from her. You know what I mean? He's got these yeah. like things like an actual family would have. Uh, and it's a like again, it's a really dark movie. So he ends up going out and he just goes down this rabbit hole and he starts finding these things, and you know he finds the actual people who not only produced the film, made the film, but he finds out that it is a real film that this girl was murdered, and that he found the guy who actually murdered her who was in the film with him. So, you know, he goes, and, and not to completely, you go out there and just tell the whole damn movie, but he goes and he gets a hold of this guy, and they get in a big fight, and yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, what messed me up about this movie, now the movie is, it's messed up as it is. There's two parts. Okay. In the one part, the guys who produced the movie, um, or the guy who did, um, they find out who Nicolas Cage is and they kill the guy who was helping him which is Joaquin Phoenix they actually kill Joaquin Phoenix and of course he's all upset he's like oh, you know no you bastards and <laughs> and so all these they get into a little tussle or whatever and then uh, at the one point in time they, the main guy um, and I cannot remember his name to save my life he gets shot in the neck with an arrow okay because Nicolas Cage like grabbed a bow and arrow or whatever like that. And he just goes, and, and I love this part of the movie because it's just like, it's it's that, uh, he's, is he Russian? And why can I think of his name off the top of my head? Um, hold on one You're second. talking about the guy from Armageddon that's banging on the thing, like Russian, yes, Russian spaceship Yes, yes, why, why can I, I can't, anyway. It's not Balky from Perfect Strangers. No, it's not Balky. <laughs> hey cousin Larry, don't kill anyone. He's like shoot the dart. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so he gets shot in the neck, and as he's laying there, Nicholas Cage is trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this dude dying looks over at this great big merciless guy that killed this girl that was in this porn that beat up Nicholas Cage at one point in time, and just looks at him and goes, "Kill the machine, kill them all." And dude, I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> Because the guy's name was Machine and he had a yeah, mask yeah. on, but he was a what are the what are they call sado sadomasochist sadomasochist yeah yeah and um, so you know whatever it goes down and they get in this whole big thing. The part that really really got me though is Nicholas Cage finds out who the guy is and it's the dude from The Sopranos. Why can't I remember James his name? Gandolfini? James Gandolfini. He's the one who was basically like handling all this business and stuff. So Nicolas Cage goes, and he finds James Gandolfini, and he pistol whips the crap out of him, right? And you mm-hmm. think, okay, he already killed this dude, you know what I mean? Got him all tied up and everything else. You see him leave, and he goes and he calls the girl's mother. He's on the phone with her, and he's like, I'm sorry, they killed her. And then he goes, just tell me what you want me to do. Do you want me to kill them? And she goes, yes, kill them. And he walks in there, and he pistol whipped James Gandolfini to death and then burned down the building around him. And you watch him walk out and you're like, wow. And to my, in my head, dude, I have, I have kids, right? To me, it was one of those poignant things and I'm not promoting violence in any way, shape or form, but I will say this and I'm, I'm a gun loving American. And I will say, simply put, if something happened like that to my daughter, you better damn well know that if you don't co-catch him, I'm going to, or at least I'm going to try. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's just how I feel. So that's what that movie, that part messed me up, and it just made me just, just, I was just so like, I was shaken. It's like the reality of something that you could think of so horribly, you can only imagine, right? They always say you could only imagine, but then now you're seeing it. 
right. actually and, happen. And it, you know, and, and you know, obviously, you always hear hear about the dark web, and you yeah. hear about you know the black market, and you, you know, all of a sudden, why did I get a an Irish accent when I said that <laughs> the black market? <laughs> <laughs> it's Black Bill with the black market. Come on down. 99 or 2 for 50. So, but you always hear about these things, but when you actually see something, and I'm again, I'm not saying it's based on true, you know, events or anything, but when you watch this thing, man, you're like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa. The Killwolf King. <laughs> I can't even say his name. <laughs> they killed Joaquin. Whoa. <laughs> That's a pretty good uh, yeah. Nicholas Cage. It's a little work. Yeah, it's a pretty good Nicholas Cage. Again, people, I'm hungover. <laughs> my mind is like dust. So, so that's that movie. Yeah, that was my movie. That messed me up. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I did a long time ago. Okay, but the thing was, is I had it confused with Snake Eyes, which is another great Nicholas Cage. movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that was the one that in the had casino. To kind of read the synopsis again, and they're like, oh yeah, okay, eight millimeters along with machine, machine, <laughs> kill yeah. the machine, right. kill them all. Right. Yeah. Damn, I wish we had the soundbite for that. That's so good. Yeah. So that's my take on that movie because I loved 8mm. It's awesome. Please go out and see it. Support Nicolas Cage because his movies lately can't be supporting him. <laughs> <laughs> no offense there, old Nicky. So anyway, Jeff. Yes. Your next film, um, you, you just told me that uh, you're throwing me a curveball here, and it's something that I, I didn't even know we were going to discuss here. Yeah. So, uh, I, Well, originally I had I had picked one called VHS. Right, okay. which I hadn't seen. Right, and I feel like that's one we could keep for a later date because there's so many crazy short films in that one film. Well, just the little synopsis you gave me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds pretty messed up yeah now the second one doesn't do just there's a vhs2 which is on netflix and i think prime video so i mean okay all the listeners out there right now don't be going to prime right now be like well he said vhs was crazy and then watch two because it'll, it'll it's horrible watch it's vhs terrible. one one right. if you can VHS find one it. yeah see just like friday the 13th the original yeah watch that one yep. that's it don't don't be watching these they, they try and recreate lightning in a bottle twice it never happens It's because they're losing creativity that's it nobody yeah. has any creativity listen you know what if you people out there listening right now if you have an original story send that stuff out to everybody because they're dying right now oh yeah they need some new creative content imagination nobody has imagination. yeah it, well because everything's been done all right not to go off on a little segue here but i kind of have to right this whole disney doing a live quote-unquote adaptation of the 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 movies that were classic cartoon movies and when and when you say live, it's still not live. It's it's freaking CG. Right? Why? It, it's the exact same movie. It's not animated. But it's the same story. <laughs> but here's the thing. Oh my god! Disney makes millions and millions and millions of dollars off of children. It makes my head hurt because think of how popular those those cartoons were. Back right. in the day, right? Right, I get that. I like I completely Aladdin, get it. Lion King, all that stuff. Completely understand. So why would they not make it into a live action film? Even if it sucks, people are still going to pay that ticket price and go see it because their kids are like, I'm going to go see a movie. 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 And it's, it's going to be like, fine, we're going to go see the damn movie. But I, I just, I, I guess from a creative standpoint, it completely baffles me. I totally agree with you. Like, it makes me, like, my, my daughter, we went to the movies the other day and we saw uh, Captain Marvel and they had a preview for. Uh, Ba, 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 Lion, Lion King, King, the new one. And she's like, oh. And I'm like, nope. 
<laughs> she's like, what do you mean? I was like, we're not going to see that. Right. She's like, are you serious? I'm like, yup. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to go see a movie that A, I've already seen, and you're not doing anything differently to it except making the animation. Let's be honest. It's a cash grab. Yeah. That's all it is. I'm not going to do it. I refuse. I absolutely refuse. I'm not I'm not going to say I'm boycotting Disney right. because I am, and again, no, we have no sponsors right now, people. Okay. And if you are interested in sponsoring the show, please contact us at uh, Midnight Podcast at our Midnight Podcast. Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com. And I promise I'll try not to screw your name up like I just did ours. Um, anyway, we have no sponsors. But you heard about Disney Plus coming out, right? Yeah. You know, I'm going to do it simply for like Star Wars and Marvel. That's the only reason I'm doing it. Because I mean, it's going to disappear off of every other platform. So what's the point? Right. They're, they're, I'm going to get rid of everything and just watch all the Marvel movies, Marvel right. movies and Star Wars movies all the time. Right. That's it. That's all I'm doing. I'm, so right now I have HBO Go specifically for Game of Thrones. When that's done, HBO's gone. My, my subscription's done. I had Netflix, and I got rid of that as soon as Stranger Things 2 was done. Now, the third season's coming You're gonna out, have to so I'm going to have it yeah. for that month, and I'm going to cancel <laughs> it again. Because here's the thing. Like, Dude, I'll give you my login. It's fine. You go through. It's just the same crap. It is. Over I, and I agree. Over. I agree. Unless Netflix would like to sponsor this podcast. and Then, then it's the greatest <laughs> thing since sliced bread. I don't know what you're talking about. I do like Netflix just because like it does have a lot of the really cool movies that that you know that I kind of like remember. You know, yeah. I'll sit there and like every now and then I'm just like laying in bed or I can't sleep. I'm like, eh, Hot Fuzz is on, and I'll watch Hot Fuzz because yeah. I love Hot Fuzz. Anything with Simon Pegg in it, dude, I'll watch. My problem with Netflix is simply people like to binge watch things, right? I think everybody that's listening can ag- agree. If you get into a TV series or like a string of movies, a series of, of movies, you want to watch them. All of them in well, one yeah, day. Because you want the next, you want to know. you can't wait. Yeah, you want the next thing. You right. you, you don't want to wait. Yeah. Right. So I would say like at least 80% of Netflix is all binge-worthy content, okay? Yeah, for Here's sure. Here's the issue. If you get bored and you have no life for like two or three weeks, you've watched everything. And then how long you have to wait for it to refresh with new content is months and months and months. Well, now that's when you have to just sit there and, and it's what I call Netflix roulette. In oh. which, in which, and listen, Netflix, if you're listening out there, I think you should have a roulette button <laughs> that you have to, it selects something for you. Yeah. And you can't turn it off. Like you can't stop it. You have to watch it because I'll do that every now and then. I'll just take it and I'll just go, and whatever it lands on, I'm like, that's what I'm watching. Live action Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no. I take my chances. All right, nine times—I can't say nine times out of ten. Like four times out of ten, it's good. You know, right. like I, I follow on this uh, this movie not too long ago, and I—what uh, was it called? Uh, da, 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 oh man, I'm my brain. <laughs> I drink a lot, folks. I apologize. <laughs> um, but it was basically this this movie. It's a British black comedy movie about this girl who's locked in a house and she's uh, on house arrest kind of thing. Okay. And I can't honestly remember what it's called. And if you're out there and you remember the name of the movie, please email us midnight train podcast at gmail.com. And uh, even though I can just Google it after we're done here, but I'd still like to hear from you. We'd both like to hear from you, especially Mm -hmm. if you have any ideas or anything like that for upcoming shows. Remember like really nothing's off the table with us. It's just, you know, we want some sort of, you know, we want that scary factor involved, also, the eerie if, stuff. If you have a story of something that happened to you or somebody you know, and you, you'd like to do an interview over the phone, 
Yeah, or, or just even tell us your story. Yeah, yeah, I would love to do that. So anyway, this movie just randomly just popped up, and I'm like, you know, I'm doing the Netflix roulette. Brrr, I pop it up. I'm like, all right. So I'm watching it. Loved it. Loved it. It, it, it. Dude, it ended up being one of the coolest movies I've seen in forever. That's pretty rare. Yeah, and I will I, I'll, I'll remember what it is here soon when I Google it, and I'll let you know what it is. So right. anyway, um, what is this? Well, that was a long tangent. <laughs> so this people movie. People are like. Yeah, yeah. Moving that little arrow to the, to the minutes. <laughs> 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 yeah. seconds, 30 seconds. Um, what's this movie you're, you're bringing up here? So this was uh, an honorable mention originally for me. Okay. But right. then I decided. You know what? This one impacted me when I first saw it pretty good. And if I if I had to honestly do a top five of things that, you know, pertaining to the topic of what we're talking about, this would have to be in there. Just movies that messed you up. Right. So I had I have to bring this one to the table here. And uh, it's called Arachnophobia. <laughs> now, John Goodman's Arachnophobia? Cheesing act. The acting is just terrible, right? Uh, right, right, right. It's one of them like cult classic kind of Absolutely, setups. absolutely. The premise behind it, if you're not a fan of spiders, which I really don't mind spider. I'm like, I hate snakes. I'm, See, I'm, I'm the right, guy that's dude. afraid of snakes. I am right there with you. Yeah. 100%. Spiders are, yeah, it's okay. Like, I don't care about spiders. The scene in Arachnophobia where the girl's taking a shower and those little bastards come running up that drain like, da, 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 and it's like water of spiders. No, <laughs> no, I would literally, and I'm trying to think of, I can't get, I can't get to come up. I'm trying to think if that came out in the eighties, like late eighties or early nineties. Oh, it's got to be. It was John Goodman. It's probably early nineties. I'd say early nineties. Yeah. And uh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. 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 So around that time, I'm like almost a teenager. So like I would get to take, I would go into the shower and I would look at the drain and I would like push it down and I push it up and I push it down, push it up. Drop the matches I'd be, down it like yeah. wow. I'd be taking a shower and I'd just be looking down like, yeah, I know you're coming up here. I know you are coming up here. It messed me up. And then the cereal box. You know me. I used to love cereal. All right, refresh my memory. It's been a long time. So this is after the spiders infiltrate the house. They create a nest okay. in the basement and they're just spew there's just freaking spiders everywhere. Right. Everywhere and everything. Mm. And this poor family's trying to like go about their normal life. And the guy goes to pour a box of cereal. He pulls out the cereal, opens a package. Dumps it in the bowl and it's all spiders and checks. It's like spiders and checks mix. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. And I was like, "Don't ruin cereal for me." Yeah, that's pretty yeah. messed up because you're you are a serial killer. We yeah. discussed this, but yeah, uh, spiders like that, you know. Yeah. And like I said, spiders don't bother me. You know, like if I see them, like, they really don't bother me. But the fact of like just an overabundance. taking it for granted and like yeah. it could be there right there at any moment was oh, like, too much of anything. Yeah, it's and like huh? the shower was just like Ugh, yeah, you know. See, I can't mess with snakes at all, dude. I'm the same. I way. was out doing yard work the other day, and all of a sudden, this little garter snake came out, and I, I was like, ah! <laughs> you know, <laughs> and just kind of ran to the house, you know. Did you fall off your tractor? You're like, machine, kill them all, <laughs> kill them all, machine. <laughs> no, I actually told my 11 year old to go get it for me. So nice. yeah, that's 11 year old daughter. Yeah. No, she, so you've seen arachnophobia. I have. I, I I actually went to the theater when it first oh, came you did. out. Oh yeah. Okay. And what, what's your thoughts on that? Um, it's campy. It's uh, it's it's a total hokey movie, right. but it was entertaining. You know what I mean? Like if it, if it was on right now, I haven't seen it in years. But if it was on, I'd totally watch it again. But it is kind of one of those where you're sitting there and you're watching it, and all of a sudden you're kind of scratching yourself. <laughs> yes, <I was> just <laughs> you say know, that. you're kind of like, well, I feel awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it didn't mess me up, but it definitely I could see where people, especially if you do have 
legitimate arachnophobia. Oh yeah, that movie. Don't, gonna, don't watch that movie. That movie's <laughs> gonna twist you off, man. Like don't, <laughs> don't do it. You know, just like if you're watching, you know, if you're afraid of clowns or whatever, don't yeah. watch it. You right, know, right. like yeah, it's the same thing. So I thought it was a great, it was a great movie. It's can't be, but again though, I'm, I'm one of those people that can take movies at face value, and I can enjoy them for pretty much what they are, even if they're just garbage. Right. You know, my it's my time to turn my brain off because nine, dude, I literally am just constantly going. So when I sit down and I listen to, you know, a podcast or I watch a movie or whatever it is, it's my time to turn my Tune brain off. off. And I know so many people out there who they just can't do that. They mm-hmm. sit there and they judge every single little increment of every part of the movie and you can't even watch the movie with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, that's totally fake. Like, I know it's fake. I know it's I know it's fake. The guy literally, you know, like he's an alien, of course. You know right. what I mean? Or he's he's a clown with four arms and, you know, I don't know, juggling yeah. I don't know, flaming balls of cheese. <laughs> Whatever the case may be. Yes, I understand it's fake, you know? Like, oh, that would never happen. I know. <laughs> that's that lack of imagination and creativity that right. people have too. Like people need to just relax and just watch movies right. at, at what they're supposed to be. So anyway, arachnophobia. Yeah, I mean, I have to be honest. Like, I have to do it justice. It it messed me up for a little bit, you know. Um, so, what's your next movie, John? Oh man, so I've I've got two left, and um, both of them are kind of horror, 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 not horror, horror <laughs> genre. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, in the meantime, I do want to say something, man. If you want one. Please feel free to grab this uh, a delicious Market Garden Citramax. That does look good. Out of the refrigerator. And I am not endorsed or we are not sponsored by um, Market Garden at all. But they're an amazing, amazing Cleveland brewery. And if you get a chance to try their Citramax, its IPA is awesome. Very nice. Anyway, so I'm just drinking it right now because that's just kind of what I do. You know what I mean? I just like talking about beer. So anyway. I have two movies left, and I'm not sure which one I kind of want to like start off with because I think one. You know what? I know which one I'm gonna start off with. Okay. Um, and now I don't know if you've ever seen this one, and for any of you guys out there, this may be like kind of one of those movies that you've probably never even you may have never even heard about before, but um, it's called American Werewolf in London, and there's a couple of reasons why that movie messed me up. One, I'm pretty sure it's the first time I saw boobies on TV. Yeah, that was. I remember watching when I was little too. My parents had rent rented it for the night or whatever. That movie? Yeah. No way. Yeah, and I kind of like <laughs> snuck around the corner because, you know, I'm not going to spoil what you're going into, but yeah. I, I heard what was going on, and the other, I'm like, hey, what was that? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I looked, and then there was that scene, and I was like, oh. Yeah. You're like, what is so that? So that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Boobies. Yeah. So that would have been early '80s, right? Uh, it came out in '81. Yeah. So I was born in '81. <laughs> And they had rented it, obviously, okay, years, years later when later. I could comprehend okay. things. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was a newborn baby. Like, <laughs> Booby! <laughs> Time to eat! Nah, 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 nah! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, it was, it was made in 81. Um, and it's, it, it, I can't remember when, how old I was. It was on HBO again. HBO just messed me up. <laughs> right. If my parents never had HBO, I'd probably be like a president or something by now. Yeah. But, um. So the movie is awesome. So basically two guys go over to um, England and they go out to do some backpacking and they're walking around. And the premise is pretty simple. They're just, you know, out there. They're two American guys. They're over there. Going on an adventure. Going on an adventure. They're over there. And all of a sudden they stop off at this little pub 
and they're having a drink and everyone's looking at him like, you know, who are these American bastards here? You know, they want our potatoes. Right. <laughs> Those are both Irish accents. We got to get better at this. Yeah. So, you know, then they hear about this supposed legend in the area and they're like, legend. We're from America. Well, next thing you know, one of them gets bitten by a damn werewolf and uh, the other one gets killed by yeah. a werewolf. So what messed me up about this movie was A, the boobies. <laughs> because those are my first boobies. And I'm not saying it messed me up like, ew, it messed me up like, right. <gasps> like because, you know, I didn't That's know. That's what that is. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know how old I, I can't even remember how old I was when I saw this, but it just, uh, that was my first time seeing boobies. Right. And then there's the whole scene. Thank God your first time wasn't the uh, Total Recall. Because you're like, where's the middle one? When you're older, you know, and the girls There's slap no you like third booby. Yeah, where's the middle one? Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. So no, so I, 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 I love the movie. So the guy ends up, he turns into a werewolf slowly. That's basically the premise. Mm-hmm. It's American Werewolf in London, and his buddy, who he was out there hiking with, is like kind of showing himself, like he's seeing visions of him. But as he's every time he shows up, he's a little more decayed. Mm-hmm. And then the at the very end of the movie, and again, spoiler alert if you haven't seen this one. Eh, sorry, guys. <laughs> but, you know, he ends up getting shot by his girlfriend, you know, and get taken down or whatever. But, like, the whole progression. And then real, real um, effects. Like, real effects. Not yeah. CGI. Like, like real effects. Like, when his, his fingers are growing out or whatever. Yeah. It looks, I mean. Okay. I think it was Stan Winston. It, who who used to do all the amazing effects it may back have been, in the eighties? But like, dude, it was awesome. Makeup. Like you could see his brow coming out. Yeah. You could see everything, and it, it wasn't. Fa- it was fake, but it it was still real. If there you was, watched it now, you'd be like, "What is this?" Right? Crap? Oh, but oh back of course. Then it was like, "Oh wow!" Yeah, dude, it traumatized me watching this guy turning to a freaking werewolf. And yeah. then not only that, but you kind of again with the the guy from uh, Uncommon Valor, you kind of learned to like the guy. Yeah, and then he dies. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean. So you feel like, bad for him, and right? Then, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I saw boobies. That's a high point. <laughs> then he dies. That's a low point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the movie kind of messed me up. So that that that's my that's my fourth movie is uh, American Werewolf in London. If you haven't seen it, I mean, obviously you have, which yeah, is amazing. Yeah. Um, especially that it was your first booby. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It was it was good. Um, I had watched it a couple times, you know, in my older years, and. Uh, it's still good. Like, if you still watch it to this day, yes, the effects are, like, super overdone and cheesy. Like, you laugh at it now. But back, for back then, it was amazing. And they actually had people designing and making these things happen on screen. Right. So it wasn't like... I mean, they had people modeling, and they had people making animatronics. And you know what I mean? Like, they, they literally had people designing these things as opposed to some nerd in a freaking closet going, we're going to make yeah. it look like this. You know what I mean? Now, and they no did offense, that, nerds. They did that with Paris, American Werewolf oh. in Paris, which was kind of, it, was, it wasn't a remake, but it was, you know, that was terrible. What is, at least from this episode, what is my feeling about remakes or sequels. <laughs> They're always garbage. They're always garbage. Always. They're always garbage. The only one I can think of, only one, off the top of my head, only one, is Terminator 2. Yeah. It's the only one I can think of, dude. Swear. And I'll go down with the fight. If you guys want to talk about it, listen. I mean, I think Empire's still the best Star Wars, and that was number two. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Ooh. They, okay. Empire. You know. All right. There, so there you, are some, but again, they go back to the '80s. They go back to back in the day when movies were good, right? And had but, story. Yeah, well, I mean, and it was I an just, adventure. 
there's so many. I feel like they try to keep the franchise alive for everything because they see that they made some money. Cash grab. Yeah. They're like, oh, this did well. They pulled a Disney. Yeah. So this movie had like, you know, this guy and a huge star and it was amazing. Yeah. Let's make this one go straight to DVD. Let's make uh, the the worst actors in the world that you've never even heard of right. and a horrible storyline. Of course it'll make money. Yeah. Of course it will. Yeah. And if you guys dispute anything that we're saying right now, <laughs> or if you would like to tell us what you believe are also really good sequels or remakes, and by the way, there has never been a good remake. I'm telling you right now. And please, tell me I'm wrong. Give me a good remake out there. Remember, it's Midnight Train podcast at gmail.com all right i'm not even joking because i've never seen a remake that i liked better than the original there's a couple that i did enjoy like what actually believe it or not total recall with uh colin farrell was actually really good i liked it i thought it was nope good. nope the original was better you know why it was better well because he had arnold yeah he, he's out there and he's nah! you know it's the same thing in everything you yeah, know but i mean, I mean it's still it's arnold you know and i think that's the problem now too. rob zombie's version of uh halloween halloween negative ghost rider nope you didn't like it nope oh i thought it was dark no, 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 and it went no, no. like the whole backstory hold on hold on not that i didn't like it i didn't like it as much as the original but that's the problem mm-hmm. though you go and you buy a car mm-hmm. and it's your first car you love that car. Say it's a 78 Cutlass. Okay. And you get this thing and it's just awesome. Has it got neons? No, there's no neons. I don't why, like why it. Why would it be neons? What about 6x9 Pioneers? No, stop it. We're talking that, Cutlass. No, right, not, okay. you stop Continue. That's a 9.8 you want. Anyway, so you get this thing. It needs some work, but you put your heart into it and it becomes your first car. You love it, right? It's a bonding experience, basically. Right. You get rid of that car. Something happens, you're in an accident, whatever the case may be, and then all of a sudden you come up on another cutlass. You're not going to like that one as much as your first one, even though it may have a little bit better this or better, better that. Well, nostalgia. It's it's because it was your first. Right. It's the whole, you're losing your virginity to this movie. You're losing your virginity to this book. You're losing this virginity to this storyline. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the first time you are witnessing and or hearing this. So then what happens is is that they come in and they try to replicate something and basically take the exact same thing. It's basically they're trying to just make you think you haven't seen it before. That you haven't seen it before. <laughs> right. But you have, you know? Yeah. And so they're trying to just this this Disney thing's got me messed up, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it does. It does. I don't like this whole thing they're doing right now and I could go on for an entire episode for it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, going back to the werewolves. For yeah. me, uh, I did love that movie and I like I said I had watched it Quite a few times in my older years, and I, I appreciate it. The storyline is great. Whoever did the writing, phenomenal job. Um, for me, though, for werewolf movies, my go-to for werewolf movies is Silver Bullet. Now, at the time, I was really young when that came out, and I saw it. Love that movie. And that freaked the hell out of me. Like, oh, yeah. That was a scary... Silver Bullet King's was great. great with all his movies. Uh, the originals. What was the other one? Uh, the one that came out, is it... Uh, uh, man, why can't I think of it right now? The Howling? Howling, that yes, was pretty good. Yeah. yes. Yeah. The original. You know, I was never really into like a specific monster. Okay, so you know you got Dracula, Frankenstein, the whole nine. Yeah, yards. same here. I was never really into one specific one, but the werewolf thing was always intriguing. You know. Well, the the cool thing about werewolves were that there was it's kind of like the, um, the the whole vampire thing where they have like so many different methods supposedly right. of like first of all how you become one, second of all there is a small history behind how it 
could have potentially been real. You know what I mean? Like they're, I mean, obviously when you look at it now, they're like, yeah, no, not so much. But back right. in the day, they literally thought that people could turn into werewolves. Right. Just like vampires. They thought people could be vampires. And, you know, I guess people can drink blood, you know? Yeah. Like you can do that like Lady Bathory and, you know, and all these guys are back in the day or whatever, but you couldn't turn into a bat. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you didn't die from the, the sun. I mean, maybe you did. I don't know. But I'm just saying there was more. There was more involved in that than, say, Frankenstein, which is actually created by Mary Shelley. She yeah. she she literally created that monster, you know, right. as opposed to these ones that kind of came from, from the folklore, you know. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, I kind of get it. I've never had a one that I was like, that's my dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, get a tattoo of him. Right, right, right. I don't have any, don't like have any tattoos. A Funko Pop doll of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't have a Chucky yeah. tattoo on my back or right, anything like that. Right. However, I will say, though, my favorite as a, a as an adolescent was Pumpkinhead. Oh, and, yeah, that's a good and one. And a lot of people out there right now are probably listening to this having no clue what Pumpkinhead is. you got to go watch the original. Uh, Lance Henriksen, um, amazing, amazing horror actor that you probably have only seen in a couple other low-budget things. <laughs> Aliens. Um, yeah, he was an alien. He was yeah. Bishop. The yeah, he was Bishop. That got ripped in half. Yeah, the spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't think we were going to ruin aliens, but we just did. Yeah. <laughs> we should just change this to like the spoiler train. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, that movie's absolutely that. That's another one that kind of like it, that was on my yeah. list of things that kind of messed me up as a kid. So, so, well, you know, not to keep this going, but you were talking about Pumpkinhead being. You admired that as a kid. You thought it was really cool. That was oh, like your yeah. go-to. Absolutely. For me, it was the Puppet Master movies. Ooh. Now, I'm not talking all this garbage of like 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and Next There's Generation. There's like 12 of those. I'm talking yeah. like maybe the first two or three. The first one was great. And it I was, loved the first it one. It was a terrible movie, let's be real. Horrible story. Yeah. Cheesy, whatever. But it was just so cool. Like the, each individual little puppet was really cool. I remember running that over and over. And they had their I own kind of so like cool. personalities yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. They, I didn't find that one to be like a super scary movie to me no to me it was more like oh this is cool yeah. you know um chud do you chud. remember chud oh god <laughs> all right right now i'll give you five bucks out of my pocket without looking can you tell me what chud stands for <laughs> i'm thinking here <laughs> i don't know i don't know cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller that's what it stood the for. The fact that you know that so fast <laughs> is oh, amazing. Listen, we're talking, we're talking movie <laughs> stuff here, guys. So I'm like super nerd when it comes to movies, especially when it comes to horror movies. Um, again, if you haven't seen Chud, make sure you see it. It's an acronym for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dweller. Um, do me a favor. Go out and rent some of these movies. We're not done. We have a couple movies left over here, especially with Jeff. Um, but do me a, do us a favor here and um, send us an email and let us know what you think about these. Because you can find us on... Uh, uh, Instagram, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts now. We're on iTunes, we're on uh, uh, Sprecher or Spreaker or whatever that is. Yeah, I, give I, us I, a like and a subscribe and what happens is then you'll be notified every time we upload yeah, a new show. So yeah, you don't have awesome. to go searching for it. You yeah, know? and definitely go in and rate us too wherever you're going to listen to stuff because, I mean, it, as long as it's a good one. If it's a bad one, please don't do that. I mean, let's face it, we're, we're 10, so give <laughs> us a 10. I mean, we are a 10. Five star? Or five star, yeah, for sure. That how it for sure. Yeah. So yeah, listen to these uh, or go and watch these movies and let us know what you think of them because I'd love to know, like, especially movies that you've never heard of that we're talking about right now. Like, you, you got Chud. Yeah. Um, there was Gargoyles back in the day that messed me up. Have you seen The Gate? The Gate. Have I seen was The Gate? Was that a good movie or Absolutely what? phenomenal. They opened up The Gates to so Hell. The Treehouse Falls. Absolutely. And, the, and all the little guys. That was a weird, weird movie. I've got one for you here. And I, I can almost guarantee that any listener out there right now has never seen this movie because it was banned. In almost every country. Really? Yeah. 
So back in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a movie called Rawhead Rex. Never heard of it. There's a reason for it. It was pretty um, anti-church. Okay. And when I say that, there was a particular part in the movie where this beast demon thing was released from like a stump or a log. It's based out of like England or something like that. But like in order to um, turn this priest into like one of his slaves, Mm -hmm. he pees all over him. And it was a huge uproar about it. Because he peed on him? Because he was like peeing on a priest, a Catholic priest. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty. But there's a lot of gruesome details and stuff, too. And it's a total, like, just an old school, early or late 80s, early 90s, just monster Let flick. Let everybody know what it's called again? It's called Rawhead Rex. If you can Raw find it, and I'm, I'm not saying, you, I'm not guaranteeing anyone can find it because I haven't been able to see it for years. But if you can find it, it's super I'm corny. sure people with, like, Cody or something can search that you if know you guys I mean? find rawhead rex please 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 let let us know what you think about it because it's just <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous it's pretty ridiculous so anyway all right so what's your next movie jeff okay so this one i really don't have to go into a lot of detail because everybody has seen it if you haven't seen it there's something wrong with you okay we're seen gonna what? go with the original it it's and i know I'm willing to bet 99% of you out there listening have seen this movie. Absolutely. We're talking Tim Curry, it, not this new, yeah, not the new CGI one, crap. which is well, not it bad. It wasn't bad, but it's not the same. It's not, Tim Curry killed it, hands down, one of the best actors when it came to that legend. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, he he's good. So, so preface this for to everyone. Not, to not even go into deep. Well, I mean, so basically, it's about these kids. I think what there's six of them. I think, if I'm right. Five, five or six. Five boys and one girl, right? Yeah. So they live in this call, this town called Derry, and basically, the whole story behind it is there's this thing, it. <laughs> That's my quotation. <laughs> <right. laughs> We've got to get uh, that sound bite in there. <laughs> yeah. Every 27 years, this thing like comes out of the ground, you know, from the sewers, and basically feeds on humans, particularly children, because it can play the fear on them and capture them. And eat them. Basically. They're susceptible. Right. So the whole movie is about, it's actually a two-part movie, which I thought was really cool. Which but, they're uh, doing now with this one as well, Yeah, right? the next one's coming out. So the trailer's up for it. I, see, I haven't even seen the trailer. Looks pretty yet. good. Bill Does Hader's it? in it. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, nice. So that'd be good. But um, so basically what it is, is the first half of the movie is about the kids and they're growing up and like all the trials and tribulations they go through with bullies and, you know, Everybody, all the adults are ignoring what's going on and children end up missing and being murdered and these kids are figuring it out and they keep running into this damn clown that scared the living crap out of me for so long. <laughs> it scared the crap out of everybody. And like, it's because it's the play on the clown. When we're kids and we go to the circus and we watch Disney, we're always led to believe that a clown is this friendly, like... He's meant to conjure happiness. Right. We're all happy, everything is great and now I have vampire teeth and I'm eating kids. <laughs> So it's like, wow, didn't see that one coming at all. And that screwed me up for a long time, man. Like, I remember not being able to sleep. Like, it was that bad. That and then, was, like, the the, the uh, commercials would come on because it was on TV. It was on, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, Channel 5 or Fox. It was made for TV movie. Like a, yeah, yeah. 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 Stephen so, King, right? Right. Yeah. And I would see the, the commercials would come on, like, you know, during the week or whatever. And they would show that damn scene where <laughs> he's in the grave. And he looks at the guy and he's like, ah, you know, he does like yeah, a teeth yeah. thing. And I'm just like, nope. <laughs> nope. It still still gets me. I the mean, one, you go back and watch it now and it's it's really cheesy, like effects, 
to an extent. You but know the storyline is still, and, and that's the thing it's too. Campy, like you were. It's describing. super campy. Um, but I think what we were talking about earlier, when you watch something for the first time, it embeds itself in you. you you've lost yeah. your your virginity to that movie. You right. know what I mean? It's like, a discovery. It's a discovery, and and you know, especially when you got someone like Stephen King, one of the greatest authors ever, horror authors ever. His he's, original movies, all of them, he's so good. He's just fantastic, man. Like, and apparently his son is now writing too, which I oh, really, I just heard about this on uh, another podcast that I listened to, and I'm not sure what his name is off the top of my head. I apologize, but I hear that he's like killing it in that genre as well. Um, but he writes so well and so prolifically that when you watch these movies, as long as they're adapted correctly, yeah. Which don't you think it's crazy that you watched a movie? A made-for-TV movie that literally starred John Boy from the Waltons, and it scared the crap out of you. Yeah, and John Ritter. Right. <laughs> from Three's Company. Right. Jack Tripper. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So think about that. You had two of these not exactly the most, I wouldn't say terrifying of actors, not the greatest actors in the world, even right. though I did love John Ritter very much. God bless his soul. Yeah. I mean, that stinks, because I, I absolutely loved yeah, he's him. funny. But... You've got these guys in this movie, and all of a sudden, you're like, I'm uh, I'm af- afraid. He puts you in that group of kids. Right. Because each one of those kids, the details that they bring out in that story and in that film, you can relate. Like, the one kid is like my, my buddy Billy. The other kid is just like my, my friend Bob. You know what I mean? Like, you can put yourself in that situation. Like, you are there. And that's where the mental, psychological Absolutely. thing comes from. It's like, okay, well, I'm here. With these guys, and there's this clown, and he's <laughs> eating people do? with werewolf teeth. Like, yeah, it was it was tough to get over that one. I have to be honest, it really was. See, I was a little bit older when that one came out, so it didn't like it didn't hit me as like as much as it did other people. But I was deathly afraid of clowns from that. But I was also like, I've always been, and we will touch on this another probably a lot of episodes. I'm a very big, not a protagonist. I don't want to say that. I'm very interested in the sociology and the psychology of serial killers. Always have right. been. So to me, it correlated John Wayne Gacy right. with this guy. And immediately I was like, I hate clowns. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't so much that he scared me, but it was like, right. okay, this guy's eating kids and this guy's murdering kids. I don't like clowns. Right. That's it. I just don't like clowns. And so that's where I came from because it like I had that correlation between the two. But then they had to make him into a damn spider. And that's where yeah. I wanted to flush the movie down the toilet. <laughs> because it was so good and so raw and just like you never see that coming. And it's like, holy crap, who would ever think of a clown being this monster? Just evil monster. Yeah. And you watch this the first part, part one, and it's amazing. And then you sit down and you watch the second part and it's really good. And then they finally get back towards the end, and it's a goddamn spider from Lord of the Rings. Like, really? That's it? But a really, really cheap animatronic spider from the late 80s, early 90s, whatever it was. There could have been, like, a million other things that thing could have been. Yeah. Well, You should have just kept it as a clown. But you know what, though? We're still sitting here talking about it. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Regardless. Now, would it have been better? Of course it would have. If, like, I don't know. The ending was disappointing. It It really was. Okay, so in saying that, what do you think is going to happen with this one, because I'm pretty sure that that's across the board that people yeah. hated that ending. Right. Do you think it's going to play off that, I or think, do you think it's going to be something original? I think it's going to be Pennywise the whole time, because from the trailer I've seen, it's it doesn't look like they go into a cave. It doesn't look like you don't see any kind of spider or dead light creature thing. 
You know what I mean? So I think it's going to be Pennywise the whole time, which would be smart. It'd be a good move. Yeah. For millennial kids and, you know, younger generation that didn't get to watch the original and probably never will to see the new it, you know, as, as a new discovery in its pure, pure form. Right. Right. It's probably scary. They probably think it's good. So that's their chance to kind of band-aid that terrible ending. You know what I mean? So, so you and I both have, um, younger kids Mm -hmm. um your your son is 10 yeah okay and my daughter's 11 right um the youngest ones obviously you know what her so she saw it and i did not the original it or the new one the new one okay and i didn't i did not condone that at all but she saw that kids will find a way we did when we were kids (laughs) do you know what her the part that scared her the most about it was the crazy dance part he did where he was like dancing and like coming at them oh yeah that's what scared her I'm like, you were so desensitized by everything now because of video games and oh, it's Five God, Nights yeah. of Freddy it and all this stuff. A lot. It takes a lot. So to you're trying to tell kids. me that you, a dance scared you? Yeah. You know, not me. When I was a kid, and that dude was like, and down here, you'll float too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on, Georgie, take the balloon. You want to float, Georgie? <laughs> right. Yes. Like you know, I was tripped out by oh, that. Yeah. And these kids now, it's like, oh, it's his dance. Like, yeah. How did the dance scare you? <laughs> the only thing that I thought was really creative and cool that I liked out of the new one so far, part one of the new one, was the scene where they're in the garage and they're going through the slides. And it's uh, Bill's family, the, the kid Bill. And the mom has red hair or whatever. And it, it goes to the one slide where her hair is in front of her face. So you can't really see her face. And then the slide machine starts taking over by itself. And it's like a stop animation of Pennywise coming out of the mom's face and then he comes oh, out yeah. of the screen. I was like, that was really cool. That was pretty trippy. Like that was a good part that they added that wasn't yeah. from the original or in the story because I read the book, by the way. See, and I think that's the thing. You read the book and here's what... And the books are always so much better. They're always, always. so much better because I mean, they're way more detailed. Well, I get budget is only goes so far. Right, and, not only that, but you, you, your imagination is taking over at that point in time. You're not yeah. sitting there droned out to something. You have to create these images in your head Right by what you're reading. That's why I, I I listen. I take my daughter and we go to like the library, bookstores, whatever it is. And I'm like, Get what a is book. a library? <laughs> it's this place where you have a card and you can go in and you can rent these things that have pages. Is it on the words. Google? The Google? It's on the Google. The Google Sheets. <laughs> um, so I, I really condone reading. You know, in fact, yeah. uh, my wife and I are building a library in our basement. Nice. And uh, and the reason is is because I, I just feel like it's such a lost media, and I hate it. Like, I love reading. I loved reading as a kid. And you read books before the movie comes out. I guarantee you, you're disappointed by the movie when it comes out. Everybody says that about everything. Every, so, like, every I'm really movie. into Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and all the books came out, except for this last series, but, um, or, yeah, except for this last season. And uh, I know a lot of people that have read the books. And they all hate the show. Like, can't stand it. They're like, why did they do this? This is supposed to be like this. This isn't supposed to happen until now. You know? And I get that. I understand that. Like, you, you, that's your discovery at that point is reading the book. You paint your own picture. So you have, like, a standard that you set yourself to visually and mentally. It's and the then virginity. You watch, and then you watch the movie. It's and the it's virginity. Like, it doesn't match. It's Absolutely. It's the virginity of it. You're, you're, and so I would love... For all of you that are listening out there right now, if you've never watched any of the It movies, which is probably going to be like one dude in his basement <laughs> be someplace. one random guy. Right. Hey, that's an It movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen the It movies, do us a big favor. Or even if you have, go back and read it. Now, see, I think you're going to... Well, no, reading the book I think is great. But yeah. what, I, what I want you to do is if you've never seen the movies is go back, watch the first one. 
the first yeah. 80s one with Tim Curry in it. Watch that first and then go watch the new ones. And then base your decision on what you believe is better. But the problem is I I just feel like things are convoluted now. I think that CGI has become like the the mainstay. It's so I, easy to do. I think that, you know, when we were kids, there was no 1080p. We probably had like 80p. (laughs) It was like grainy, horrible. We had Jim Henson, his creature shop, and we had Stan Winston for makeup. That was it. And they were geniuses. And they were amazing to us. Talented geniuses. Oh, yeah. And now they can make anything happen. They can literally make it. I I can watch The Rock go into a destroyed L.A. and come out unscathed. But really, he's in a warehouse full of green screens. Right, right. Well, (laughs) well, that's neither here nor there. That's movie magic. And maybe we'll talk about that in another one. Right. So... Anyway, if you get a chance, do me a fa- do us a favor. Go to you know anywhere you can watch movies at. Go to the library. Remember that they actually you can actually rent movies from the library for free, folks. In case you didn't know that, <laughs> and most of you people out there probably have no idea about that, but yeah. it is an actual thing. You can actually go in there and rent DVDs. Oh, it, and for you younger people, <laughs> the library is not Redbox outside of Giant Eagle. Correct. Okay, that is not. That's not a library. It is not Redbox. That it, is a ripoff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what that you is. can go to the library, and while you're in there, check out a book, read something. I think that's. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we're losing society right now. Is that people don't like to read anymore. People just scroll through stuff on Facebook. They don't even read yeah. what it's about. They see the headline and go, "Oh, I immediately hate that person." Yeah. <laughs> but you can read the read it. Let's let's uh, anyway. That's right. a different one. All right, all right, well, gonna... getting back to Stephen King, yeah. and the movie It. So it was amazing for its time and everything, and it was a great story. Tim Curry was awesome, amazing actor, you know, and then. Just to kind of segue into it, I felt that Pet Cemetery was amazing. A lot of freaky parts in that that really tripped me out. That one almost made my list. Yeah, it was close for me too. Oh, that man. was a great movie. Um, Carrie was great. Oh, Christine was great. Oh my, listen, Cujo was great. They're going to eventually, and this is one that I may possibly be looking forward to them remaking Christine. Yeah, but it's going to be like a hybrid Prius. <laughs> <laughs> Like the guy plugs it in, it's like ah, oh, you're gonna die. <laughs> a Tesla, it's like, yeah, yeah, just, it's like, just chopping people up. No, it'd have to be an old school car. But to be honest, why they haven't done that yet, I don't know because that's such a great premise, especially now in this modern time. Yeah, that's such a or dude, maximum overdrive, <laughs> Emilio. <laughs> like, why haven't they done yeah. that yet? Think about it. The way everything's automated oh, now, yeah. like you would think that, that would be yeah. a huge one. So, now let's let's be real though. There's some phenomenal gold there with Stephen King, and there's some total garbage. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about oh, yeah. the Langoliers where the walnuts eat the earth. You know, the walnuts with the zipper teeth, two two big ones, and they, they eat away the earth. Oh, man. Hold on. I got to think of that one real quick. You don't remember the Langoliers? No. Do you remember? Um, Are you talking about? You remember the show Coach? Yeah. Remember Dauber, the big, tall, white-haired guy? Yeah. He was in the Langoliers, remember? He was like one of the main... It's he's the like, guy that plays. He's the voice of uh, uh, not Squidward. Uh, uh, who's the SpongeBob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. Yes. So like the whole movie, they're they're. It's kind of like an apocalyptic thing, and they're like searching for other survivors and food and all this. And you keep hearing in the background this like something's chewing something. Right. The whole movie, and this was like a four part series on TV. 
maybe five parts. <laughs> so you watch this like every week, every like week. Like the and, mist. And you're waiting and you're uh-huh. waiting and waiting. You're like, I got to know what this crunchy is in the whole movie. At the end, it's a CGI. It's two CGI walnuts that look like Pac-Man and they have zipper teeth and they're eating earth like. <laughs> and that was it. And then the credits. I'm like, what the hell, Stephen King? Like how much money did you sell out? It was out? like Critters, but smaller. Remember Critters? Yeah. It's like they took the whole budget and hired the actors like, well, we got five bucks left. Let's make walnuts with teeth. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a letdown. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Now, so that was garbage. And then the other one was okay, but it was kind of garbage too. Was the, What's the one with the plague? The Stand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So They remade some, that recently, didn't they? Yeah, it had some good elements. I'm talking about the original one. Okay. It had some good elements to it, like some good story to it. But that was another one where it's like, <laughs> at the end, you know? Well, I think that's the adaptation part, too, too. I mean, you give a guy a novel, and you say, yeah, uh, make this into an hour-and-a-half movie. Yeah. Okay, I'll try, you know. But if they're a horrible director, I mean, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, And most of them are made for TV movies. Yeah, because but- I don't know why he does that, but yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I haven't seen that. Uh, what's the new one? He just, uh, the, the Watchtower one. Oh, the Dark Tower. Dark Tower. That's it. Yeah, that's supposed to be pretty good. Have that's, you seen it? No, but that's got a uh, what's his name from Thor. The guy that's the keeper. I know you're with talking the sword. About my mind's I forget going his to name. And it's got and Matthew Damn. McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed so, to be. I heard it was pretty good. Yeah, he shows up to the tower. He's like, "All right, all right, all right." <laughs> be a lot cooler if you did. Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> no, I like the mist, the Thomas Jane one, and. The Mist was okay. I didn't like the whole movie. I'm like, oh, this is kind of whatever. But then at the end, spoiler alert, when they shoot themselves and then all of a sudden the help comes, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, that was good. That was, no. a, that was a great twist that you sat there the whole time waiting for. You know what I mean? Dude, one of my absolute favorites, hands down, is Stand By Me. Oh, that's a great movie, too. Yeah. yeah. But I'm talking the book as well. Like, it, that, that entire, I loved everything about that. Yeah. I did. I loved the premise behind it. I loved, you know, the movie. I loved the acting. And that was uh, River Phoenix, you know, and again, God rest his soul. He's, you know, it was a great, it was just a great movie. It was, yeah. it, everything about that movie was just so solid. I mean, what was it? Kiefer Sutherland was the bad guy in that. What was he, 16? It was, I'm pretty sure that was before. Yeah. Um, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Yeah. I'm almost positive. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, but it's got to be in the same area. Did you see Dreamcatchers? Yes. That was a Stephen King. Yeah. Nah. The Thinner. Yeah. <laughs> so we can go on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, Which there's we probably some, will. There's Wait. some great ones. You could have a whole episode on Stephen King. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously. We should. We yeah. should totally like break down some of his stuff. Let's call him and be like, how much do they pay you for the walnuts <laughs> in Langoliers? He'd be like, I'm calling the police. <laughs> like, I will not. Tell you how much I paid for the walnuts. <laughs> what walnuts? <laughs> All right, John. So what is your next movie? We just covered it, All right. by the way. So this is my last one. Okay. All right. And um, hopefully... Uh, you, Best for last? Yes. Uh, well, well, I guess it just depends on the way you're looking at it. Uh, right. To me, it's probably the one that messed me up. And there's a, there's a pretty serious reason behind it. So I will preface this by saying... It's kind of based on true things that have actually transpired in people's lives. Um, people have witnessed certain phenomenon. They have endured certain things. And, uh, well, bottom line is it's Poltergeist. Great movie. Poltergeist, to me, dude, I can watch. Now, the original. The original. The original. Absolutely. Let's be specific here. <laughs> and do not recreate that movie, people. I they swear did. to you. What? 
You didn't see it? No. It was uh, who? Who's the guy that plays uh, in Iron Man two? And he's the other rich guy, and he's trying to beat Tony Stark out. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You know what I'm about. talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy was the dad. Oh, get out of here. It was uh, four four years ago. I did not see that, and there's probably a reason for it. And Again. it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. All you're doing is validating my did, points. They did redo yeah. it, by the way. No, that's horrible. So the original. I'm talking the one with Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Coach. Who was coach? So these guys, they have a house in a development because he actually works for the development company. And they got a house, and they're doing all their things, they're whatever, and then all of a sudden, some strange things start happening at the house. A little canary dies. The little girl, her name's Carol Ann, cutest little thing in the world. <laughs> Carol Ann. Which, hold on, hold on, don't spoil it. I think I know what you're Because that's my, yeah. So, Carol Ann has all these things start happening around the house. And all of a sudden, one night, there's a huge storm, and her and her brother... Get and there's an older daughter too, but she's never around for some reason. I don't know what the hell happened. She's with that. hanging out with boys. She's hanging out with yeah, I got whatever. I don't know what happened <laughs> to her. So all of a sudden, there's a storm, and then the closet opens up, and it swallows Carol Ann. Okay, so things were moving around the house, and yada yada yada, and then they bring in a professional team, and the professional team starts seeing all this stuff. All right, so this leads up to the first thing that messed me up. As a kid watching this movie, I was totally enthralled in this. Dude, I was like, Poltergeist was my ish. You know what I mean? Right. The scene where the guy goes into the bathroom, the guy with the glasses. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking and about. And he yeah. starts peeling his face off, and it's falling into the sink. Oh, I'm getting chills right literally. <laughs> There's hair standing up in my arms right now because of that part. That part wigged me out as a kid. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, you know? Yeah. And and I go back and I look at it now and it doesn't look even remotely real. No. <laughs> but as a kid, I'm watching this and I'm like, that is traumatizing. So now, side note on this, I just let my 11-year-old daughter watch this the other day. She thought it was the dumbest thing she's ever seen in her life. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, the, that's the difference between our generations right now. Right. So... Okay, anyway, they end up bringing in this uh, cleric, I guess you would say. She's a... Uh, Tangina. Yeah, yeah. She comes in, and she's a little itty-bitty woman. She goes, and we're going to have to get everyone out of here, and we're going to find it. Go into the lock, Caroline. <laughs> Talk to her, right. Stephen. Yeah. Be stunned Be stunned with, with her. <laughs> Tell her she's been bad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. so this whole thing's going on, and then finally they get Caroline back. And then it turns out that the house was built on top of a Indian reservation. Dun, dun, dun. So that was the problem. And then earlier in the movie, you actually see that, oh, yeah, we moved the, uh, the cemetery. You know, we moved it. And at the end, the guy's yelling at me, goes, you moved the headstones, <laughs> not the cemetery. It's, it's just oh, such a yeah. great movie, even to this day. And yeah. if you can get past... You know, some dated and antiquated kind of a special effects or whatever. It's still such. It's it holds so good. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. But the other than the whole face coming off thing, the thing that messed me up about that movie, or should I say, the franchise of that movie, is that little Caroline actually died after the third one. That screwed me up. Yeah, it was because weird. Because if you watch these movies, if you watch the franchise of these movies, and you watch part one, part two, part three, part three in the hotel was so bad. Part two wasn't as as bad. There's 
I'll get to when you're done. All There's right. some in part two that really got me. So she actually passed away, and she was still young. She was still a kid, you know? So this young girl actually passed away after making these movies about poltergeist and her going through this whole like crazy life thing and and then she dies and me being ah man i can't even remember how old i was when that transpired but i was young enough to go dude you know what i mean and it made me and i am one of those people that again when it comes to aliens when it comes to religion when it comes to anything show me the proof and i'm there and i'm the same thing when it comes to supernatural but i have had some things happen to me that I can't quite explain. But I'm not that guy that goes, well, it must be the ghosts. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's not me. I, 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 right. I don't do that. I'm like, no, there's got to be a logical explanation for it. I just don't know what it is. Right. You know? So uh, what were you going to say? Like, So for me, with Poltergeist 1, you know, granted, I was really little when I watched that movie, and my parents let me watch it. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> and um, Way to go, bud. Yeah, thanks a lot. So what really got me about that movie was the scene where the little boys – Afraid of the thunder, and he's in his bedroom. And With the he's tree. Counting the lightning. Yeah. Because I used to do that. Because I used to be afraid of thunder when I was really little. Okay. And so, like, instantly I could relate to it. Because here's this kid. He's in his bed. He's got Star Wars sheets and Star Wars toys. I'm like, that's me. Like, I have all that <laughs> stuff too. And he's counting the lightning for the thunder. And like, yeah, that's me. Fortunately, I didn't have a big tree by my window. But the, the tree was kind of rough too. It I'm was not going to lie. But the clown. Again, we go back to the clown. It's the clown. And that little bastard sitting on that chair, and every time the lightning flash, <laughs> like sitting there, <laughs> that's what got me from the first one. If you ever want to get over your clown fear, this is to anyone else out there, just watch um, Scary Movie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and when, who's it marlon wayne's yeah. he's got the clown that comes after him like it, it basically replicating the one from poltergeist yeah. and, and, and and he's like i got you he's like oh yeah well i got you the <laughs> <laughs> like clown's face yeah. <laughs> so if you ever want to change your your whole outlook on clowns or you're being afraid of it yeah. make sure you watch that movie <laughs> but you should go back and watch the originals before you go and watch the new absolutely ones. and so that scene is probably out of the whole entire movie was the one that really messed me. That and the uh, the scene where she falls, the teenage girl falls into the pool that's not finished. Oh, and all remember the, they dug the hole. Yeah. And it was a muck pit because it was raining yeah. and, and all the skeletons and all that. That was kind of weird. But I would say out of the franchise, the thing that freaked me out the most was the old man Kane. Oh yeah, and the second one where oh, he comes yeah. walking, he's like, "God is in his holy place." Here, that he, was like. Okay, now I'm afraid of old people. He reminded me of the guy from um, what is that? Uh, uh, the, the 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 horror movie with the silver balls. I want to say, what is it called? Um, Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, Thank yeah, you. I, I was going to say orgasm, but I knew that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Phantasm. Yeah. That's who he reminded me of. He reminded me of that guy. There's this creepy dude, you know, just the way he talked. Like when he comes up to the screen and he's just staring in the screen, and Carol Ann's there, and he's like. Child, what's your name? You got crucifix fingers. You, are, like, you have a bright aura, child. And I was like, I'm not talking to old people ever again, ever again. Mom, you're dying but alone. Sorry. Out of the franchise, that's that's probably what freaked me out the most. What I was going to ask you, John, though, was so I know for a fact that your wife never watched a lot of movies growing up. She did not. She hasn't seen Gremlins. Like we're talking classics. I had her watch Gremlins once. In fact, it was one of the first things we ever did together when when I first hung out with my my stepdaughter, mm-hmm. uh, her daughter, obviously. 
um, I made him watch Gremlins, and um, it didn't go over well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, has she seen, have you made her watch Poltergeist, the original? No, no. Oh, you have to do that and no. then report back. She, she, I, I will. I would love to see I will somebody try. from our generation that hasn't seen it and see the reaction. You I know what I mean? I will try, but she absolutely hates horror movies. But like, it's not. And like, you know me, so it's really hard because I have to watch all of mine by myself with headphones in, like downstairs, like curled up because if she hears that, she's going to be like, oh my God, turn it off. <laughs> you know? And it's not because she's, you know, she's not controlling or anything. She just doesn't like them, and it kind right. of freaks her out because the next thing you know, she can't sleep, and she's like, "I can't believe you did that." We watch a movie <laughs> that has like a lot of action and shoot 'em up stuff, and like it's intense. Yeah, and we literally have to watch a Disney movie right afterwards so she feels better. See, I would love to see the reaction on Poltergeist. You should just be like, "Oh, this is uh, the new John Wick." Let's let's just sit there and watch. She and then we'll let it the go. First two. Well, or anything, you know what I mean? And just let it go and just watch it unveil because that would be really cool to I'll, see. I will ask her for, for the podcasts, Especially because she's from our generation. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's like... I will ask her to watch that and, and see what she thinks. I'll take notes. But I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be good for me. I'm just telling you right now, it's not going to be good for me. This house is clean. <laughs> she's just going to look at me like... oh, See, and my favorite part of like watching horror movies with her when I do get the chance to do so, and I'm pretty sure this pretty much goes with any guy out there, is that you love when they cling on to you. Yeah. When they hold on to you because they're scared and you yeah. feel like, yeah, that's right. I'm going to protect you from the guy behind that screen. And meanwhile, you're turning your face so you can't see it too. <laughs> like, don't show don't show your weakness. You don't show tear, your weakness. Tears coming down your face. Like, no, I'm fine. It's just yeah. allergies, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So make sure you guys are growing out there. Watch Poltergeist. Watch all these movies that we've been talking about because they're, they're good movies. We promise they are. And if, if you don't like them, send us an email. Let us know what you think about them. And if you do like them, I'd, we would love to hear your, your input on these. You know, And if you can go on, give us some comments on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, whatever whatever's out there, we're out there. Um, however, Jeff has one more movie. Is that you? I do. You do have one more yeah. movie. So for the evening, Jeff, what is your last movie? Okay, there's going to be a lot of haters out here, and you're going to hate this too All as well. All right, I'm waiting. But I got to go with it. So Paranormal Activity number three, okay? Now, I know we just spent the past hour talking about remakes and sequels, and nothing's ever good as I feel original. like you picked the worst for last is what you did. Here's why. Okay, okay. Yeah, I want to hear I want to hear this though. Go ahead. You, well, let me just ask real quick. Have you seen it? I'm not sure if I have or not. Okay. I, there's so many of them, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen this one, and... I happened to be dating somebody at the time, and they made me watch it, and I loved it. Is this the one that they're in the house and everything's black and white? And yeah, so it's one of them handy cam deals, yeah. you know. And so the first one was was it was about a young couple with the girl who ended up it was killing haunted. the husband, yeah. Or whatever. And then the second one was pretty much the same thing, just a little more in depth. Well, the third one, which I loved, is how all this came to be. It's like the prologue basically okay of, of what where'd the ghost come from why he came and all this stuff the reason why i love it and it freaked me out is it's all set in the early 80s and they did a phenomenal job with the set design with the clothing with everything inside of that movie okay so instantly i'm taken back to my childhood with okay. this because it's, it's everything that we had when we were growing up right there's one scene in particular that I, I thought was just awesome. And it's such a minute and it's not even really a scary thing, but it, it gave me chills. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Where okay. the stepdad, okay, 
he they live in this uh, it's kind of like a condo like an early 80s condo house and all these things start happening and he's trying to figure out why well his job he was a wedding photographer and back in the early 80s they started using video cameras and these were the ones that you put on your shoulder remember those the big ones where it had the vhs tape in oh, it yeah. and it was like this 80 pound thing and you know oh, oh yeah God. and it had the little uh time stamp in the corner of the screen when it's recording right so what he like does like a bazooka on your shoulder yeah this was before like security cams and 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 all these wi-fi cams that everybody has now right so what he decides to do is he takes an oscillating fan you know just like a regular desktop fan he takes the 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 fan off of the stem of the fan and he mounts the camera to it. So now he so can hit record and the camera just, you know, back and okay. forth and he records it all night. And there's one scene where the parents go out and there's this little girl in the house, which ends up being the older girl from the first one. Okay. So this is when she's a kid. And the whole okay. premise of it, not to get off subject, is this ghost f- basically followed her through the entire series. Okay. So this is like how it started, right? Okay. And there's this one scene where he's got the camera going. It goes back and forth real slow, okay? And this is like a Blair Witch Handicam thing. So you're watching it from the camera's view, not, okay. not like a, a normal movie. And the babysitter is sitting at the kitchen table, okay? And she's doing homework or something. And the camera pans, and you see her, and she's at the table. And then it pans back, and it shows the living room. And then it pans back. She's still doing homework. And, you, and it pans back to the living room. And then you see the light flicker in the living room and it's still flickering as the camera pans away and it shows her and she's still doing homework. Then it comes back and there's a sheet like it looks like somebody like the size of a boy is standing in a sheet like a ghost. Like E.T.'s costume when he went but, out for yes, trick-or-treating? So it's sitting there and then it pans back and you, you get chills because you're like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? You're waiting for the camera to come back. All of a sudden the camera comes back and the sheet just falls and there's nothing there. And I was like, that is really, really cool. The, you, it, I can't really do it justice describing. You have to actually see it. I was a fan. If anyone can see my face right now. Now I know. <laughs> but I'm a sucker for 80s. Like, I love Stranger Things. I love 80s nostalgia. That's Stranger Things is absolutely one of the so best shows to come out in forever. When, when a show or a movie is replicating that era and they have all the same things that we grew it's kind of like a nostalgia thing. Like It's like going into a toy store and seeing all the toys you used to have when you, had, when you were a kid or... You know what I mean? You look through pictures. Wait, it's toy like, oh. stores. What's a toy store? Because <laughs> those are gone That's now, true. too. That's gone That's now, true. too. Amazon back in the day. Uh, okay, Amazon. Back. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Right. So I, I really, really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was really good. And there's a lot of other great scenes that I could go into detail I'd have about, to watch that one. But um, Out of all of them. They're all garbage except for that one. I'm, I'm Listen, I can't. Again, though, I can sit back and I can watch these movies at their face value. Um, all the paranormal, paranormal activities, uh, I, all those, the, even the second or the whatever Blair, the new Blair, Witch one they did or whatever, like I can still watch it and go, okay, it's not very often that I walk away and I go, man, I hated that. Usually it's like, okay, that sucked. You know what I mean? It was like, whatever. But I watched a movie and I was entertained for, or somewhat entertained for like an hour and a half, two hours, whatever. It's not very often that it happens there where I'm like just absolutely grr. Right. But I, I think there's something about the whole paranormal thing. And I really want us to kind of like start honing in on a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do believe that a lot of people out there, and if you're out there listening right now and you have had any kind of paranormal 
confrontation or paranormal experience or whatever, I would we would love to hear what it is. We would love to hear what you got going on because I think that we should really kind of dive in yeah. deeper to that because I think what happens right now is everyone is so kind of, I don't know, everything's convoluted. Everything is so saturated now that nobody really cares about anything as far as I, I can, when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I'd like to hear if people are having these experiences like you would see in paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would like to hear if, you know, gore, ghost stories from people like we were talking about last episode, talking about gore orphanage, yeah. you know, where we pretty much said like, you know, whatever they're experiencing out there, it has nothing to do with the area itself. Right. But that's not saying that people aren't experiencing things. Now, I've experienced a couple things. I would say about two, two, two to three things in my entire life. So have I. And should probably save it for another episode. We're going to save that. In fact, we're going to save that for the next episode. That's I great. think that's a great idea. So why don't we take a pause on this right now? It's been an absolute blast, Jeff, talking about these movies. I think that anyone out there listening right now should go and watch these movies if you've never seen them before. And we didn't spoil them too bad, to be honest with you guys. I mean, we went over a lot of like crucial points and you know the synopsis of basically everything, but there is so much more details and so much more Absolutely. writing behind each one of those that it's not ruined if you listen to this podcast. Each one of the movies that we've brought forth and I, listen i we, we are both extreme movie buffs and tv buffs and just whatever you want to call it uh we are uh what, what, what do they what do they call that when you're into movies or whatever you're a uh, uh it's in the lonely island song yeah yeah yeah. Bolton. yeah <laughs> that's what i was yeah. just saying <laughs> yeah at the very end he's like file. uh huh is it pseudophile no that's a pseudophile is no that what it is it's a it's a cinephile cinephile Anyway, we really like, we like <laughs> we love movies. We absolutely do love movies very much. And in fact, it's one of my passions in life. So do us a favor, check in next time. Make sure you watch these movies. Send us an email. Send us a text. Send us a whatever. I don't care what it is. Send us messages on Facebook. Freaking call Jeff directly. Snapchat. Like, yeah. Snapchat he, me. Jeff's on Snapchat, right? You're on <laughs> I Snapchat? Am, I am. Yeah. So so do do all those things. And um Again, we want to thank SoundCloud um, for our hosting. We want to thank all of you for listening. And well, real quick, John. Yeah. Let's close this case. Okay. Okay. So out of your five. Okay. You can only pick one. Ooh. It's a dire situation. The room is going to explode. You can only take one with you. You only have time to grab one. Out of that stack of five, which one are you taking? Eight millimeter. Period. Eight millimeter. Absolutely, really? dude. I, I did get, not see that. Uh, that movie is so dark and twisted, but so interesting to me that I would I could watch that over and over again. Okay. And you? Uh, it's a it's a tough like it's, call. It, like the time's going on. I know. I would have to take Interstellar. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I've okay. I watch that movie probably once a month, almost. Really? I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite movies. All right. So I'm going to have to revisit that one to see what yeah. that one's about because I, I, I honestly, maybe I didn't give it its Each just Each time due. you watch it, it just it gets deeper and deeper. You understand it more. And then you really start thinking of like possibilities of things of like, what? And like I said, then you strange things happen in your life and you're like, is this somebody in another dimension like reaching out to me? Like, is this a sign for me in the future? Like, it really mind f's you. I still think it did for me at least. I still think you're smoking an old man Swift weed. <laughs> In saying that, listen, this has been the Midnight Train podcast. We want to thank you guys. I am John, and Jeff is over here. I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. And uh, yeah, this has been kind of our movie collage thing. 
And uh, hopefully, stay tuned for next week when yeah. we do the uh, our personal experiences. Yeah, should for, be pretty good. Per- personal paranormal. Because yeah, I don't think you know mine. I don't think I know yours. Uh, you probably don't know mine. mine We've well, known each other for a long time, yeah, so that should I'm be not, interesting. Well, but normally I don't even like talking about it. So. I don't either. <laughs> I, yeah. Because mine has to do with being naked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for uh, hanging out with us uh, again. We are uh, the Midnight Dream Podcast. You can find us all over just midnight train podcast or the midnight train podcast it doesn't matter uh you'll find it one way or the other uh we are on itunes and google and whatever do us a favor please subscribe please tell your friends please you know get on there and just say that we don't Spread suck the word. yeah that'd be awesome we definitely appreciate you all very much and on behalf of us peace out see ya